Hello and good afternoon, good evening, and in some locations, good morning. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And indeed, I have my brothers, my friends, my family with me here today. And that includes our very special guest, folks. We have a very controversial show for you. Uh, regarding what is going on at Moon Studios and in an interview um, with VentureBeat, past, present, and current employees sat down and really let the cat out of the bag regarding sexism, racism, harassment, and uh, man, this is uh, it does not look good for Moon Studios. It makes you wonder why Microsoft is not publishing their next game. Uh, it came out a couple of like early last year that it was their decision to pull it from Microsoft because they wanted to keep it exclusive. I have a comment from the head of the studio. I actually have several comments, one of which is about Microsoft having guts. And the other one is about, well, it's a really heavy racial uh, motivated comment. Uh, I will issue a warning before I read it. So you are understanding that it is very adult material and what he had to say. And this is directly pulled from VentureBeat.com, their article. Uh, we also have a former female employee who took to Twitter and dropped some incredible knowledge regarding her time, her two years spent with Moon Studios. And on the back end of that very serious conversation, uh, and that's one that we do not shy away from on this program, I am with all grown men who understand that this is something that is important to talk about, and we will never shy away from doing so, even if they are heavy, heavy topics. And both of them, well, this particular one is heavy because it's it has a lot of... Uh, you know, uh, undertones that, you know, make people uncomfortable, but we're still going to talk about it like adults, uh, of course. And then on the back end, folks, well, Gran Turismo 7 continues to spiral out of control mm -hmm. and Polyphony Digital and PlayStation or SIE have no answer. Oh, that's, that's, I'm sorry. They do have an answer. It's called. You mean SOB? Yeah, yeah, so well, maybe, maybe SOB, but I can say that their smokescreen is the announcement today of the Jade Raymond Run Studio has been acquired by SIE PlayStation. That makes a total of seven um, uh, developers in the last 18 months, including the Bungie $3.6 billion deal that was announced earlier this year. But let's get into the introductions as we wait for people to file on in here. And we're going to start first with our very special guest, the best voice in the business, who has a lot to say on what happens. Um, you know, the two topics we're going to be getting into. Crispy Bomb, welcome, brother. Oh, good to be here. Uh, bomb is in the house. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be dropping some bombs because I think people need some common sense for oh, the yeah. love of God. God, like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? What are you doing to the team that's under you? People need to get their head out of the you know what's. Let's get into it. Yeah, and uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get some Elden Ring gameplay on the back end, some later end, no spoiler, spoiler free, no bosses in there. Um, and of course, you're gonna get some Tunic, which I'm playing. I put four hours into today. Wow, man, what a what an amazing title made by one man. Uh, I'm sure he had help on the back end, but man, this is, it's really something special. 
um, if you are a Zelda enthusiast, and I'm talking OG Zelda, 8-bit Zelda, you are going to appreciate this. Uh, it does have a lot of options in regards to accessibility. So if you find it too hard, you can put on God mode. And it does not affect your achievements, PS, by the way. So you can play the game in what would be considered story mode. And don't worry about, you know, dying 10,000 times like I have in Elden Ring. Uh, I, I put it on on a couple of instances. Um, I was this game is hard. This game will challenge you. And you know what? After Elden Ring and I'm near 100 hours into Elden Ring, I'm level 152 as of today. And um, I got killed more times in that game so far than I've got probably in the last two years. So I'm going to probably take the easy road on this game, but I'm having a fun with it and you'll check it out. But Let's welcome in the Wandering Dutch. Dutch, you have had a chance to read what we're going to be talking about, and you pulled a specific tweet from someone that is not a fanboy and has a good stake in on the racing game, so to speak, and he had a lot to say. We're going to break that down. How are you, man? Oh, you're muted, brother. <laughs> yes. Uh, hello. <laughs> This is Welcome back, Dutch. Else. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome to be here. I'm looking forward to getting these two two great topics. Um, both of them are pretty pretty long-winded in themselves, but they do need covered because, of course, one's um, very hypocritical um, of certain media sites and, and particular people in the community. Um, and the other one, um, of course, is a very serious topic that needs covered, yeah. um, needs getting to the bottom of. So yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, massive shout to everybody in the chat tonight. Obviously, make sure you smash that like button. Uh, let's get into it. Let's have some uh, some great discussions. Yeah, thanks so much for being here, brother. And next up, Kay Asante. What's up, dude? Are you ready for tonight's very controversial conversations that we're about to have? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Look at the voice cracking on me. Oh, dang! No, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. But I don't even see any of these as, as actually, you know, uh, 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 spicy topics. They just seem like they, they're kind of, you know, logic, <laughs> logical yeah. conversations. Really, yeah. some people unfortunately take them as, as, uh, as ridiculous, uh, 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 fiery topics. But you know, I'm, I'm here for it, man. Some of these conversations need to be had. You know, myself and Everborn have similar conversations pretty frequently on, on the weekend show but yes this is going to be a good time i'm looking forward to having these conversations welcome welcome everybody in the chat my brothers in in, in the panel good to see you guys again it's uh it's been a busy week for me it's only monday so I'm imagine that that's, that's because you've been on the set of the halo show have you guys seen the new trailer that dude looks exactly he's following like me Dante. with this it is he, him he, 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 i don't care what him. you say it's you it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just Listen, hope it's it's uh, Johnson. I hope it, this is Lieutenant Johnson we're talking about. Yeah, I don't know who he is until until the show starts. I hope it's Lieutenant Johnson. That's all. I'm that, that, it, it's it's hilarious. It, I challenge it like anyone that. to look at that trailer and tell me it's not Kaysante <laughs> in that in that show. Hey man, it, it, as long as the NDAs. checks are in the mail, I'm good. As long as the <laughs> checks are in the mail, shoot, let's do this. Sign those NDAs right now as we speak. Uh, <laughs> But K Sante, welcome, brother. Glad that you're feeling you, better. You, uh, Mag, what's going on, yes, brother? Uh, you are someone that doesn't shy away from uh, talking about some controversy, and we're going to get into it right now. How, man? How you feeling? Oh man, you know what? What a show to have me. Uh, I mean, I'm always on the show on the Monday nights, but what a show to be on because you know what? I live in controversy, or as uh, or as Gaz likes to say, the souls. So you know, we're going to be in uh, a whole lot of getting a whole lot of sauce tonight. That's for damn sure. So a uh, lot of controversy, a lot of things to talk about. But you know, at the same time. 
we're all very intelligent men on this panel. And so, yes. you know, what? speak for yourself. Yeah, well, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, I also want to congratulate, by the way, one of our panel members, Everborn, on getting his saga out there and complete. Yes, congratulations. Uh, you know, that's, a, that's a big, that's a big uh, milestone. It should be celebrated by, uh, you know, get out there, get, you know, get buying and get supporting folks. This guy's working his ass off over here. So, yeah, EverbornSaga.com. Hey, yes. there you go. I just wanted to congratulate him on that publicly. And uh, everybody else in the chat, Big Bad Mo, you're listening to us at work, everything else. Guys, let's have a great show tonight. We got some crazy things to talk about. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Everborn Saga, welcome back, brother. Uh, I know you you, you and uh, Kay almost had to, I almost had to throw the referee flag into the into the arena you know, on, on Saturday. That was, uh, that was a pretty testy conversation that you guys were having. That's because he was making fun of my beard. But, <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah brother. man we'll we'll see where the conversation goes tonight i'm excited we'll see if uh any minds have been changed or whether anybody acknowledges that i'm right as, as i usually am oh, about go. your beard <laughs> about you know no, no i'm you very know? wrong about I'm this yeah <laughs> uh-huh. well listen we let, let, let let's let's rip the band-aid off folks and get right into it uh to open up the show folks uh like i said this is a serious topic uh it's a conversation that i've been wanting to have uh, since a community member who I don't have their name in front of me um, reached out to me and said, hey, boom, could you talk about uh, what's going on at Moon Studios? And I'm like, I didn't even hear anything. Could you forward me the link? And when I read the story from VentureBeat.com, I was sickened. And uh, basically, it opened up with a Moon Studio is a Moon's, Moon Studios' oppressive and toxic work, workplace has been outed during an interview with VentureBeat. Uh, and it looks like after this report, Moon Studios may and should be no more, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, gaming fans know Moon Studios for its amazing Ori games. There was part one, uh, Ori and the Blind uh, and the Blind Forest. And Ori and the Will of the Wisps, both are very gorgeous looking games, games that told very emotional stories. Well, according to the reporter from GamesBeat, uh, this is what they had to say. Moon Studio, Moon, Moon developers told GamesBeat that they found the studio's culture oppressive. They allege that the leaders used calls from an open and honest workplace at at, at as a, a precedence for abuse. The founders criticized the work of employees in public chats and were stingy with praise. So far, one is suing or claiming unlawful like behavior, but many workers are fed up with what they've seen. Uh, and that comes away of inappropriate behavior by both founders. Now, one of the founders, Mahler, who is the head of the studio, according to the report, made regular unprofessional and offensive comments via chat that everyone in this studio could read. And folks, this is where I want to just give you the heads up. This is where we get into some potential racial innuendos. And uh, I'm just giving you a warning. It's one paragraph. I got to read it because it really does set a precedence on where this conversation is going to go. And this is from Mahler. This is... Uh, um, and he is he is directly um, his, his first he, Thomas Mahler. He's the head of Moon Studios. Folks, this is what he had to say, according to the report from VentureBeat. Tyler, 
is the only person who is aware of my devious plans to kill the Jews by making them work to death through game development. And he jokingly said this during in a text chat that was available for anyone in the company to read. Now, we do have a, a former female employee who worked at Moon Studios for two years. And this is her name is Francesca Sangrati. And she no longer is a part of the company. And this is what she had to say on Twitter. I worked at Moon Studios for two years. I was the only woman on the story team. I struggled to find the words to express what soul-destroying experience it was to work with the heads of the studios, Thomas and Gennady. Uh, she continues, the whole studio is built on a lie that quality justifies everything. Verbal abuse, crunch, public humiliation, but it just wears you down and burns you out. Burnt out people do not produce quality. And she continues, anything good that you had made before they had killed your creative spark was used to lure you in. Unwitting, uh, uh, unwitting devs in to follow or to fill the places of the friends you watch leave one by one. And she finishes this. Please don't be fooled. Don't pre uh, perpetrate uh, the problem by working from place of work for working at a place like Moon Studios. We have to stop. We have to stop this mental abuse. That is just uh, what the industry is like. There are better places out there, and you deserve better. Now, I want to go first to Kay Asante. This is again. This is a heavy subject, Kay. Uh, this is something that we talked about on the phone today before we went live. Um, what, what are your takeaways, not only from what the head of the studio had to say regarding a, a, a particular race, you know, of people, but to hear from not only, uh, Francesca, but other former, uh, employees and current employees that are still at Moon Studios, how serious is this matter? Well, I believe it's a pretty serious matter. I mean, especially when you, when you have, Folks that are, you know, at risk of, of of career suicide, if you will, coming out and saying, "Look, I've experienced it myself. This is what they've done, or whatever." You know, this is a serious matter. You know, and and it kind of starts threading of, of a bit of a needle, and you start to understand why it is that uh, Xbox has kind of distanced themselves from Moon Studios since they've made two amazing games, right? Like, uh, no one can doubt that their their contribution. From a creative standpoint has been excellent you know uh both times that they have released their product it's been lauded by all, all by everyone and, and and rightly so but this should prove that just because you're able to make great product does not justify how you got there and the means to an end and all the stuff that they're doing to their the, to their workers to get there it's so interesting when i heard this because they're the first they were one of the studios that had cracked the nut on on uh on work from home way before the pandemic was even a factor in the equation. They, they, they have employees all over the world. You know, they, they, they work from home solely. They don't necessarily have a home office specifically that, that they head to. But I think I've, I, I had read not too, too long ago, uh, like a, a report about how their work, work life balance works and they were lauded for their ability to adapt from work from home and all of yep. this. So to hear all of this now, it's just, it's it's a little bit disheartening, which means that that original report was a little bit more uh, a little bit more puff a, a bit of a puff piece that just told what what, what they wanted yeah. it to hear rather than what was really going on, which is unfortunate. You know, 
Yeah, this is, if, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same founder who came out and was very critical about Microsoft not releasing their games everywhere. You know, it's funny you say time. that because I mm -hmm. actually have that quote in front of me. So just to yeah. give people context to what exactly mm -hmm. you're talking about, Please Thomas do, Mahler yeah. said this last year, I personally wish Microsoft would have the guts to just go through with their vision, make their games and port them to all platforms, not leave anyone behind. The 13-year-old kid whose parents were able to only afford to buy one system for their child now won't grow up playing Halo because Microsoft believes that it makes the most financial sense to leave PlayStation players out. How does that benefit anyone but Microsoft? Yeah, you'll probably sell a bunch more Xboxes, but you lose out on millions of potential dedicated fans. Now, that is one of the most cockeyed, one-way knucklehead statements I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. Coming from yeah. seeing how PlayStation, PlayStation prides themselves on keeping content away from everyone but, you know, the great PlayStation fans. That's right. This, again, please, but continue. No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and if you recall, when we had this, when that statement was made and we were all having a conversation about it, we all said, oh, it's probably because, you know, he wanted to put his, his console, his game on more consoles, couldn't do it. And because of that, it's, it's affecting his pocket. And that's why he's coming out this way. It's a very disingenuous way of having a, uh, having a, uh, bringing out, bringing out discord discourse, because he basically tried to frame it in this earnest way that, oh, Microsoft's vision is not being adhered to by, by, uh, leaving other platforms out when you could clearly see was a naked assertion because he wasn't making the money he wanted to make. You could just see that, right? You could just, you could tell based on the conversation, the, the way the statement was framed, you know, you could definitely tell they brought it on the switch because they probably asked for permission and were given permission to do so. But because he wasn't allowed to put it on other consoles that he wanted to, then he decided to uh, uh, shrap, uh, shroud his frustration around this earnest like argument right so that right there told you the type of person you were dealing with which i thought was a little bit eye raising eyebrow raising a bit so and 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 obviously just if you're not a tactful person it doesn't automatically mean you're an abusive person so that one plus one doesn't equal two but you know the way he has been out in the community the way he's been saying things he's the same guy who was very vocal about insulting CDPR when they released Cyberpunk. Like yep. he has a history of putting foot to mouth disease over and over again. You know, he, he has that history within the community. You type his name into Google and, and the, the quotes you see returned tend to be one of those of this guy just won't keep his mouth shut. So hearing this about his studio and how his, his, uh, how his culture is put together, it's not necessarily surprising to me because it feels like he seems he's like one of those people who's out front with a big mouth, but possibly could be doing a bit more, you know, internal correction on, 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 oh, his yes. side, you know, absolutely. You know, again, it, it, it it's, it's pretty, it, it's pretty disgusting to see someone that had, uh, you know, this puff piece, you know, written about, about the studio, about how they're making it work via being all across the world and what's interesting and i want to go next to wandering dutch you know okay i'm glad you brought it up because moon studios is not a traditional studio they have people that work via online or from home um and this is something they have one of the first you know semi uh decent sized studios to be able to pull this off what's interesting dutch is this kind of abuse went on and it wasn't actually in studio. It was actually over 
you know, from, from different countries. Could you imagine working in that studio as this is happening? It is, it, it, it is a bit of a shocking. And again, this is a report from VentureBeat. Um, you know, they did interview, again, several current and former employees. And again, we did yep. have Francesco come out on Twitter and speak her mind. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about this? And, and are you happy to know that Microsoft is no longer looking to do business with them? Yeah, I mean, like we obviously we spoke in the green room a little bit about this as well, and I was saying um, Microsoft, and, and rightfully so, but when you get to the size of Microsoft's level, you, you you intentionally take a step back from companies that are, are doing this. And specifically for them, if they saw that it wasn't something that they were likely to change because it was the attitudes of the owners, um, then, then, yeah, they took a step back and they essentially said, we're not going to be supporting yourselves and we're certainly not going to be... Um, should we say, um, helping you fund the next game that he's creating? Um, it's it's horrific to hear yet another studio, um, and yet and now it's an indie studio, and I would imagine, unfortunately, there's probably a lot more indie studios we don't hear about, um, and hats off to VentureBeat for covering it, because uh, there's obviously certain people that love to profit off people's misery that aren't covering things like this. Um so it hats off to them for actually covering this particular studio because rightfully so they need their voices heard about it. Um, it's just, it's just hor horrible to hear about it yet again that this uh, another set of, of workers and developers are being um, kind of cast to disillusions about a workplace because of, of the shallow minds of particular developers who uh, have obviously got too big of an ego to to actually do anything worthwhile um and and treat the staff with with dignity yeah. um but obviously profits to them is is above all else and not the dignity of their staff or, or the treatment of their staff so um to be honest it's i didn't expect to say it i didn't expect to read it but following the um should we say following the the message from from last last year it was i kind of believe it's last year already. yeah it was last year correct jesus wept following the um the the messages last year that essentially stated um oh well microsoft need to do x y and z the attitude that he put across there was completely separate from reality um yeah. it, it's absolutely not surprising that he's going to come out with idiotic statements like this and then continue to put his foot in his mouth um thankfully they've got some very um very courageous to developers that work there that are willing to actually speak out on it and 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 say it like it is and how it is, um, and hopefully a lot more of the developers that are there and those that have remained that, that have stuck in with it despite all of these challenges, um, start to see some kind of better treatment following this news coming out. Um, very surprised that following this coming out, Moon Studios or any of their uh, leads have not come out and actually released a statement or or an apology or anything along those lines. Um, no, the, I, I've, I've been checking the interwebs for one and I have not seen them. They have not addressed it as of, as, as before we went live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so it's, it is horrible. And to be honest, it's the, the, it, it kind of just, it's a bit worrying, isn't it? Just seeing so many studios go fall into the same thing and, and be mistreated like this all the time. It's not just one now. We're talking Ubisoft. We're talking Activision Blizzard. We're talking um, 
multiple, um, even Naughty Dog, Sony of themselves, Sony PlayStation have had the same thing. Well, they, they uh, have a current they have a current lawsuit with, with over uh, near a near dozen women claiming yeah. sexism and racism within SIE uh, America. So yeah, that they're they're they're, they're not. Uh, they make great games, but they also are, are, are not out of the spotlight for these kind of scenarios. And that, that came up last at the end of last week. Uh, from yeah. what we understand in the latest information that I have regarding SIE and these claims, they're still, even though they say women are important to their company, are still trying to have these uh, near dozen complaints uh, dismissed. Yeah, and I don't think exactly. that's going to happen. No, neither do I. Neither do I, to be honest. And And you know what it is? Um, I fully hope that um, that all of this stuff does get ironed out. Um, like we've mentioned before, Microsoft and those since they've had these issues in the past, and they put they really put their gear down in order to make sure that this works correctly going forward for them. Um, they don't have these issues going forward, and they, they've, a, they've got something correct in place and that everyone's got fair ground. No one feels like they're, they're kind of belittled or anything like that. Um, but it's just it's just horrible to read, isn't? There's not much else to say upon it other than you can kind of see in in, in the man um, what the studio is all about, and and he's obviously made his 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 point and and essentially stating that um, he he thinks he's above everyone else at that company, and that's yeah. really the bottom line. That's the bottom line of it. No, no, a hundred percent. And you know, I mean, listen, this is this isn't a mere employee. Uh, before I bring Crispy Bomb in on the conversation, because I know his his engines are revving, I got to bring Mag in because Mag, you recently got a promotion, right? Yeah. Uh, you you represent the company uh, that you that you work for. Uh, this guy is the owner. He's the founder of Moon Studios. He holds the highest position within the company. Um, I got to be honest with you. I, I know that some people may not find that comment uh, to be uh, disgusting. I do. I personally do. Uh, I think his treatment of the human beings that help make these games, from what we're hearing, is disgusting. I, they're, they're, I want to get your point of view from a business side. Uh, yeah. uh, to, if you are a publisher looking to support this guy in Moon Studios with their next game, I got to be honest with you. If I'm the one writing the checks, I think I'm pulling out of this deal. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, especially when you're you're dealing with larger corporations that, you know, it's not like a one-to-one, -one, you know, situation where it's like, you know, man-to-man, woman-to-woman, face-to-face, you know, kind of thing where these people have public images and especially a company as big as Microsoft, Sony, Apple, whoever, right? Google, all that kind of stuff. Right. They literally have to separate themselves from all of this. And it's not because they care. Don't fool yourself, kids. It's all about getting sued. Right. Okay. At the end of the day, Microsoft doesn't care what the head of Moon Studio says. They don't. They just don't want to be associated with it because then what ends up happening is they get dragged into a lawsuit, which they don't want to be a part of. Because then they're going to say that, you know, Microsoft uh, will continue to do business with them uh, for one reason or another. And what that does is that it shows that they actually support, uh, you know, this kind of behavior. And, and Mag, to, yes. to, to your point, yeah. usually the way these lawsuits work, whoever the biggest fish is, exactly. they'll try to pretend it's their fault because exactly. they have the most money for they settlement. Have the most money. Exactly. And when you're dealing with a damn near, what, $2.7 trillion company? Yep. To even get like a point zero zero percent, you're still talking like a hundred million dollars or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just like throwing numbers around. But anyway, the point is, 
is that you want you want to disassociate yourself from these from this kind of behavior. Now, in terms of this guy, I can't Mauler. Is this guy insane? Yeah. Like, how do you, as like you're the CEO, you are the boss, you are the owner of this company, and you work remotely with people. See, this is what I don't understand about people. In this day and age, this is not the 1980s where you say something and then someone's like, oh, yeah, he said something nasty. Oh, yeah, prove it. You can't. Everything is written down, documented, screenshotted, saved. Like, nothing goes away. Yeah. Like, how do you say something like uh, the, the comment about, you know, killing the Jews? Maybe he was making a joke with a friend, but those are not jokes you make as the CEO and, jo- and whatever of a company. Yeah. If you have a friend that you have that kind of a relationship with, go ahead and make those jokes in private. You do not do it in a workplace. I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning it at all. But I'm just saying, like, when I have some friends that I work with, it's like, you know, when I still work in the kitchen, okay, because the kitchen's a rough place. Let's, fa- let's face it, okay? Yeah. It's not the office. When I'm in the office, I'm a different person. When I'm on the phone, I'm a different person. When I'm dealing with contacts from all over the world, I'm a different person. But in the kitchen... I say to the guy, Daniel, give me a couple of cucumbers. Why? I'm like, because I'm going to decapitate you if you don't. You know what I mean? Stupid things like that. And we all laugh about it. And it's, just, it's just fun jokes, whatever it was. But we don't make, like, like, I would never sit, like, in a board meeting or whatever or make ridiculous jokes like that because someone would take that the wrong way and say, he's he's violently threatening the staff. Right? I mean, and- hey, hey, Mac, again, to your point, uh, yeah. Bobby K did that, and he ended up having to sell the company to Microsoft. Right. Okay. And there that's you go. Seventy billion dollars. Right. They, they, these make these jokes all the people make these jokes all the time or whatever. And I I can't reach something on the top shelf. And then dude walks behind me because that's because you're a short ass Italian. Someone would take offense to that if you said yeah. that in a whatever. But in a kitchen, it's just hilarious. We just ha ha ha. Okay, funny. Can you grab me the bowl, please? And whatever. Right. We make these jokes. They make jokes about me. Make jokes about whatever. But the thing is. When you're the boss and you're like in that setting, when you're in charge of people, okay, not me. Like I know it sounds contradictory, which which what I just said, but like you know, that's just like in my restaurant days and the kitchen days, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. But when you're in a setting where you are in charge of people, look up to you. You're the one that has to make all the final decisions. You are the quote unquote father figure, mother figure. If you're the woman in charge, man in charge, whoever. Okay, they are looking to. They are literally hanging on every word you say. And let's also face another fact here, guys, okay? And uh, this is something that I'm going to get into, which is actually going to be even more controversial than this actual topic. People have to be careful. This new generation of kids are not the same as with the ones that you're listening to right now in this panel. Yeah, These kids are soft, okay? And I'm not saying I'm, I'm excusing any of these other kind of behaviors, but I'm saying you can't even speak in a certain tone and they're like, he's a, he's abusive, right? So it's crazy. I actually spoke to a bunch of restaurant owners because I'm out of the restaurant game now entirely. And uh, the thing is, I, I spoke to a lot of these owners. They're like, we can't even tell these kids to do anything now. We can't even be like, guys, hurry up on tables four, five, and six. They're pissed off. They want to leave. That staff will literally walk out the door and never come back. Wow. If I did that, I, like, first of all, the other staff would kill me on the way out the door. They'd be like, you ain't going anywhere. Right. That kind of stuff. But now these kids will just drop their tongs and walk out the door. And he goes and they tell me this stuff. And they're like, that's the way they are. He goes, you can't even tell them what to do now. He goes, they'll just leave. So now people are handcuffed by 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 this kind of stuff. And so now I'm starting to hear like you look at this industry, right? You look at the video game industry and all these other things. 
I'm starting to really have a hard time believing every single company on earth is this abusive, horrible, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, when it's one or two or three or four, you're like, okay, you know what? Things do happen. Let's face it. People are a-holes. People are not appropriate to each other. People are racist. People are abusive. People are all these things. You can't ignore that these things are out there. Those things are out there. It is a fact. They're never going to go away. But the thing is, I have a hard time believing that every single company on earth is abusive and, and racist and this and that. I really don't. I really think a lot of it is spin. Dave Chappelle said it best. This is the age of spin. Don't believe everything that is being told to you. And I think that sometimes when these companies are not covered, by, like VentureBeat covered this, sure. I'm not talking about this. I'm just talking about in generalities. A lot of these situations and the big, uh, the big companies don't talk about it, don't do anything about it. I don't think it's because they're not going to get enough clicks from it. I don't think that there's just enough to justify writing a story about it because it, it, it turns into a he say, she says thing. The Activision stuff, 100%. This Mauler guy sounds like a real a-hole to me. Like, like, just like, like he sounds like a real cocky, arrogant, uh, just shoots off the mouth at everything that you could possibly, you know what I mean? That anything he could possibly say. He seems like one of those kind of guys. And I know guys like that. They're a very cocky, arrogant, aggressive corporate types. I do know the type because I deal with them mm-hmm. and I'm not one of them. I may yell and scream and whatever, but I'm not like that at work. In fact, at work, I am one of the most soft-spoken, most supportive, and one of the most approachable people that, that, that people can, and they all come to me for everything. Not because I'm just a boss, but they come to me for everything because I am approachable and I listen to people and I try to help them as best I can. This guy does not sound like that. No. Now, the problem is, what the, the, the reason why I brought up all that other stuff about like I'm having a hard time believing all this stuff is that the problem is when you have somebody who's too soft, too much of a pussy that someone says, hey, Johnson, can you please do your job? You got half an hour to, before we close up for the day. That guy is going to start complaining that they're being abusive to him. The problem with that is that when there are legitimate cases, they get convoluted in the mix with all these illegitimate cases. Right, where uh, someone got their feelings hurt. Hey, hey, Mag. Uh, you know what they used to call crunch when I was growing up? Yeah, overtime. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, you know what crunch is in my in my uh, line of business? Every day. <laughs> it's just that's the way it is, and you know what? A lot of companies do do that. Okay, a lot of companies. Do, I mean, you just work. You just work to get the job done. It's about getting the job done. Yeah, you don't have to be in an abusive situation. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. You're right, uh, Everborn. Okay, it's overtime. You want to get the stuff done. You got to get the job done or whatever else, right? I'm not. And like I said, if you want to move away from it, that's fine. But that brings up a whole other conversation too. You know, you know, you guys talked about actually Everborn. You were the one who clipped Jez. You know, people bitched about uh, Naughty Dog and the Sony companies with the crunch and all this and that, whatever. And then the games came out and they celebrated. All of a sudden, Microsoft takes away the crunch and la- allows them to do take as much time as they need to make the games. Now everybody's bitching that they're where are the games. So, like, what do you want? Yeah, it's you know definitely a, a, an industry double standard for sure. It's a double standard across the board. So, anyways, the, la- the last thing I was going to say, sorry, before I move on, because I get very passionate about this stuff. Like I said, the illegitimate cases where people are just crybabies, okay? The problem with that is that when there's a legitimate case of abuse or racism or whatever or sexism, okay, it gets lost in the mix. And the problem is those people who are crybabies are ruining it for the actual victims out there. 
And I think that Moon Studios are one of those victims. I think that Activision, not think, I know as a, we know as a fact that Activision are one of those places of actual, you know, of, of toxic workplaces and so on and so forth. Okay, we know those things. And so the problem is when you have all these other people, the, the thing is when you cry wolf too many times, the thing is if you do have a legitimate reason, and that's why you hear these horrible stories about women coming forward saying, I've been talking to HR for three years about this. The reason why they do is because she's not the only one that comes forward. You've got a hundred people who may have uh, similar complaints or whatever, and I bet you half of them are bogus. And that's the problem. They have to try and weed through the bogus ones, people looking for easy payouts, people looking to scam the company so they can sit on their ass and get paid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for suing and stuff like that. Trust me, there are a lot of scam artists out there. You know yeah. how many people you see like uh, walk into work and they go, whoa, and they slip and they drop a, a shelf on themselves and they go on unemployment for the rest of their lives. Okay. They do it all the time. There are scam artists out there everywhere. So the problem is when there is a legitimate case, that's the problem. The problem is those people get lost by the bogus people. So that's why I'm, I want to sit back. I want to see where this goes. Uh, but I mean, like the, the, the whole, the, the whole, you know, kill the Jews thing. With Mueller, that's insanity. That yeah. guy, like right, that right there, that should shut his ass down immediately for that. Okay. Never mind all the other things. The other things we got to see where it goes, but I would like to see if there is legitimacy behind this. I'd like to see these other news outlets and media sites uh, go forward. And deal with this. Talk about it. Bring it out. Expose it. What the hell is happening at Ubisoft? Like, what is going on over there? Two years now? Three years? Yeah. What is going on? Like, are, are, like why is this not moving forward? I want answers to these questions. And I'm not going to bring my, my pitchfork and my, and my torch until I know what's going on. And so for now, like I said, if you don't have a legitimate case or if you're just being an a-hole, if you're just looking for a payout or you're just looking for whatever, get out of the way for actual victims who actually need help in that industry. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is this is a very specific case. Uh, you know, I know I know we you know we you mentioned Ubisoft. Ubisoft is is, is a monster all on its own. Unfortunately, there has not been any uh movement in in that, you know, uh, you know, you know, better pay for workers, better treatment for workers. That 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 has not, unfortunately, uh, been fixed. That's a shame. That's that's a real shame. What's going on at Ubisoft? That's why they're having so many internal problems. But crispy. Before I bring you in on the conversation, got to thank a few people. Drawn TJ drops the first super chat of the night and says hi, boom and panel. Drops a five dollar super chat, and we also have Sith Lord, good friend, generous friend of the program. He drops a five dollar super chat and says hi, boom and crew. I don't like this story, but people have to hear about it so it can be stopped. Uh, crispy, you hear in the comments of M um, Mahler, who is the founder and the head of Moon Studios. Uh, he specifically went out of his way not to be published by Microsoft on the third game because, in his opinion, Microsoft needs to have more guts and he wants his game played by as many people as possible. And that's fine. I can't argue that you want people to experience your your game. But after hearing what he had to say, after this damning report, do you think that uh, his next game, uh, the publisher that has signed on to do so, might be in jeopardy? You know, I look at this like, Maggie, really, you, you knocked it out of the park in ways, and, and I agree with you in certain aspects. It, it, it's one thing to to look at somebody and say they just said that it's another thing to look at how they were brought up and for those those horrible comments okay 
I believe his 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 parents, somebody has something to do with that. Um you you form your own opinions over time as a human being. So you you look at somebody and you say, Okay, how were they formed? Well, generally it is formed by your parents. Am I wrong? Yep. Anybody? Yeah, yeah you're 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 a product of, of uh, your environment, right? Your environment is is a part of what those words are are absolutely ridiculous. And the one thing I look at is you go and say, well, it was a corporate email. So imagine me being a manager. I'm a manager of one of the most successful meat departments in my entire company, by the way. And I go and put something like that out there. No, this is a God complex, okay? This man thinks... There is not one wrong thing he could say. But what he doesn't realize is that how are you going to acquire more talent to do your next game if you're going to act like such a childish and uninformed individual? And not only that, you're going to sit there and act like it's okay and and not step down and not be a, a this is this is Bobby Kotek as well same thing okay that's why he's Look, gone not, as soon as microsoft finishes the dude, deal I'm, I'm telling you microsoft has already been through this a lot of people don't realize we're going back t- almost 20 years yep microsoft had all this shit come out and they established certain parameters to make inclusiveness way before even the U.S. government passed the affirmative action law. A lot of people don't know what that is, but it's inclusiveness, okay? Color of skin doesn't matter. It's about your work ethic, okay? It doesn't matter what nationality, what what, uh, religion you have. It doesn't matter, okay? And, And that's where we're at the point where I agree with Mac, and I say there's a lot of younger individuals that you go and kind of give them a little, you know, gravitas to yourself and be like, Hey, you need to do this. And they go and say, well, I'm just not going to come in tomorrow. And that's what you get. It really is. But at the same time, that's not the same as what this dude is talking like. This dude is acting like he's the greatest thing in the entire universe and nobody else can touch him. And the worst part is, is he's putting it right there out in the open. Yeah, he and- did it. He did it across company uh, company uh, chat lines, so everyone in the company had access to what he was saying. He wasn't even trying to hide it. So, so you know, he, here's the way. Okay, let's say I was the CEO of Moonster. I'd be like, hey, we have come out with some really great games. You guys are not hitting our schedules right now. I understand we got we got COVID, but we have already done this. We have been across the world forever. Why in God's name are we at this point where we're kind of feeling like we need to crunch? There's no reason for it. Yep. We're just not putting enough effort in. And, and, you know, this is coming from the CEO. You don't have to do much more. You know what I'm saying? Just say, hey, we, we need to focus, basically. It's very simple. Sometimes you got to lift people up a little. I know we're working hard, but at the same time, it's just, it's not the same. And we've been doing this 
from the article that Boom brought out. Okay, so why does it turn into like let's just send the whole company a bunch of racist and (laughs) and unethical and completely asinine bullshit? It, It makes absolutely no sense. And the man, he shouldn't be running the studio. And I'll tell you right now, I ain't gonna. That game's not gonna come out. That's yeah. the way I look at it at this point. You know, it, it, it's. It, I put it to this way: if you are again, Microsoft published the first two, uh, Ori uh, and the Blind Forest, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel, which uh, obviously were beautiful games. Uh, what, what's interesting? They is were how, great games. Uh, how let's they not told, deny that? Yeah, no, they, they were great games. And, and what's interesting is how they told this very uh, emotional story and hearing that this is actually going on within the workplace is is, 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 is troubling for sure. But let's bring in Everborn Saga. Uh, Everborn, this is, this is a situation that uh, I, I'm very happy to talk about to open up the show. I know we may not have a lot of viewers here that want to hear this, but I feel that it's important to have this conversation because we're probably the only podcast that's going to talk about this. If it's not one of, if, if it's not someone else that's already on this panel decides that they want to take this in another direction or take it further, um, what what are your thoughts on these the, these current allegations going on at Moon Studios? So I, again, I think I think Mag uh, hit the nail on the head here, and I think um, you know. I think this kind of thing um, happens across the board, meaning if it hasn't happened at your favorite publisher or studio, it's probably just because you haven't heard about it, not necessarily that it hasn't happened, right? Because you got to remember a lot of these places are run uh, by people. And there's, there's, I mean, there's so many layers to this, right? So uh, just to start, um, I, you know, I know there's talk, you know, uh, this will be a black eye on anyone who works with them and should the studio, I I don't know that I would say the studio should be shut down. I don't know that I would say um, no one should work with them because there's still a lot of other people that work at that company. And, and even, you know, when Jez was talking about this, um, you know, he said that some of the people that had been spoken to said that they were at least trying to make steps to, to correct this. So if I'm not going to say because of the crazy things that happened at, um, you know, Activision that I'm, you know, not going to that I'm not going to play any Activision games. Um, if I'm not saying that, I don't think I should say that I wouldn't that I don't want Moon Studios to exist anymore. That doesn't mean you don't want to correct these problems. And the other issue is, you know how, what is the context? And again, there's no reason to say what was said, right? But what is the context in which um, some of these allegations are happening? Because, and again, I'm not speaking to particulars of this case because I was not there, but just to add on to Mag's point, you know, there are times when people tell off-color jokes and they're not, and they're not meant in a malicious way, but uh, people's feelings inadvertently get hurt. And it's re- and it can be reported in a certain way that sounds way worse than the the context of what happened. Again, I'm not saying that that's what's happened here, but I'm just saying you have to weigh any of these uh, situations and articles that you read with that sort of uh, grain of salt. 
right? So that's that's a part of it. Um, so I, you know, I I don't think Moon Studios should be shut down. I whoever they're working with now, I Private Division think, is the one that's going to publish. Right. Uh, who wrote that? It's Live Supremacy in the chat said Moon Studios next game is an action RPG and will be published by Private Division. Thanks for the info, brother. Right, is and Private Risk Division for the, the name of the company. I, uh, the publisher. The publishing oh, the publisher. Okay, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Go ahead. A risk it for the biscuit in the chat says, um, is it possible Moon is able to produce uh, greatness because Ori is greatness without that environment? And, and again, that is an interesting question, right? So we do want an inclusive work environment. We do want uh, uh, an environment that balances work, home life, and we do want one that is not toxic and, uh, you know, having people, you know what I mean? In, in these stressful situations, you want that. That's great. That's what we strive for. But there is a balance between, Hey, we have high expectations because much is expected of us. And it's going to take not your average Joe to work here, to be able to handle that level of pressure. That is a thing. And I have worked at a lot of very large companies and there you can tell when you're on a team that is milk toast versus a team that expects uh, great things. And and sometimes, you know, there is again, I'm not speaking to the language that was used and I don't know what this uh, this employee went through. And, you know, uh, but what I am saying is to you know, risk its question and, and to the point Mag was making, um, you have to, and, and to the point Jez was making over the weekend, you know, where do we draw that line of expectations versus uh, what it, expectations of uh, a product versus what is required to create uh, that product and what, and the time it, uh, it, it, it takes to do that. So, if 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 there are deadlines to be hit, like I said, you know, working at a bunch of companies that, that that develop software, you know, when you're on a team that is like, and you're on a scrum team where they're like, oh, uh, every idea matters, and oh, you want to take time to deliver this thing, and oh, it's fine, everything's fine, don't worry about it, and then you end up you end up missing dates, you end up losing money, projects get canceled because no one is willing to step forward and kind of be that leader and say, hey. You motherfuckers. That's the only curse. That's our PG-13. I'm sorry. But uh, hey, you mother effers, um, we have to ship something. We have to put this thing out. Yeah. Right. So the question is, um, what are the examples that we've had of so-called greatness where where people didn't uh, have to put in extra time and effort and and, you know, there were high uh, standards where you can't just sort of everybody's all smiling with each other. Well, uh, you know what? Let, let, let me, just, to, to that point, and to risk it for the biscuit, thanks for being here and asking a very important question. I, I have two more paragraphs I want to read from the report. And it says this, the developers took pride in their work and they loved watching the fan reactions when the game shipped. But many found themselves wondering if the results were worth it. And this is a comment from one of the people that are currently working for the company, but wanted to remain nameless. And he say this, we really created something special. And I know the only way I was able to reconcile, reconcile it was I was able to watch people on Twitch and watch other people get moved by it. And that was actually part of my healing process. Because maybe 
my suffering was worth it because other people felt something. In the end, I mean, so many of us were burned out. Hey, boom. Can I just add something? I, I gave this to my kid to play. And in the opening of Bl- the Blind Forest, I would literally watch my kid cry. Right. It's, it's, it, but it's, it's an emotional opening story. It's, it, it, it's, it's, yeah. Right. And, and, and so they, they did do something special. So, so again, I, I, I just think that there, there is, there needs to be a balance. You need to treat people like humans, but there is something to having great expectations and not accepting anything. So the question is, if we're saying best idea wins, what if you didn't actually have the best idea? Yeah. And it's not necessarily you're being shut down. It is we we are trying to create excellence. Right. And I, like I don't have this answer because it's a it's a everything is situational and it's a it's about finding a balance between, you know, um, you know, work life and, and treating people, you know, humanely. But when you are creating uh, great things, sometimes it does become challenging and it does become sort of, it can be soul crushing to make something great. And any artist will tell you that. Yes, right. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so, you know, it, it, it's hard, but I, I, I say they need to get better about it. And at the end of the day, I can say everything I just said. If you're on record saying what he said, look, you got caught, you broke the main rule. You got caught. There's an article out right now so your intentions don't even matter. You shouldn't have got caught holding the nutsack, right? So I get paused. <laughs> but again, yeah, what, what the hell? It, you're on record. You're <laughs> saying it. Blah, blah, blah. And you, you know what I mean? There's certain things. And I'm sure everyone here on this panel and everyone listening has made off-color jokes, right? Now, talking about. Yeah, of course you don't, right? <laughs> but I'm sure everyone has. The question is, have you do- have you done it in an official setting? Never. Have you done it in a, on a public channel? And if you were dumb enough to do that, then you need to face whatever consequences you need to face because you broke the main rule. You got caught. That's what I was saying, uh, Everborn. Is it's all about it's all about um, you know social uh, social and public responsibility. When you take a job and you're in charge, it's not only just watch your mouth because that's not good enough. It's also you have to be an example. You have to lead by example, not through just your work, but you have to lead an ex- lead by example by your words and the way that you support and, and treat other people. Right. You know what I mean? And, so and, it's all and, about that. But like I said, there's a fine balance between that, what what is real and what like what is legitimate, what's illegitimate. And the problem is, like, for example, boom, I want I wanted to ask a question. Sorry, I'm not sure. hijacking here. I just want to ask you a question. When you were just reading that last little bit, what I want to know, and again, this is this is I'm not belittling anything. I'm just asking a question because I like to be well informed. When someone says something like, I was watching the Twitch streams or whatever to begin the healing process. What the hell did they do to this person that they had to go through a healing process? Uh, you know what? I'm asking a question. And they're all working from home, which adds another layer to this. Right. It's not like the guy's throwing coffee cups at you going, Johnson, God damn it, in my office in five. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> they're talking to you over emails. What did they do that you needed to have a healing process? I, I'm starting to wonder if that's you 
that that hey, that hey, is hey, not hey. cut I out will, for that job. I will defend. I will defend my people who work from home. I've been working from home for thirteen years. Trust me. Some people know how to do it right. Oh, Some people know how to no, do no, it no. wrong. No, no, no. That's sorry. That's not what I. That's <laughs> not what I meant. It's not about like mm. belittling the situation because they're working at home. Most actually, most of the people that I know, actually, funny enough, since the pandemic, they are now permanently working from home. So, mm. uh, yeah, they deal with the same pressures and everything else, right? But I'm saying, when you say things like that, it sounds so sounds hyperbolic. over the top. Yeah, I, I, like, I understand. Like yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to understand. What happened? And if it was that bad, why aren't you calling the police or a lawyer or something? Why, like th- that? This gets to venture beat, not a lawyer or the cops. If it's to a point where it's actually causing you that much mental distress, you can call the police for those well, things. I, well, okay, let me push back. On I'm asking slightly on that, Mag. I, yeah. I don't think you could. Like, there's people that work at Amazon that have to pee in a bottle to make. You know, to 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 make the the times that Amazon and that, puts on, and them that's by in the United States. There are right. there are things outside the United States that's even worse. That they have no protections. And, 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 and I'm I, right. this is hard for me to fathom too because I'm not like I manage a team of offshore people at work, right? But uh, in for the Everborn Saga, the entire team is is remote, right? There's artists all over the world that are working on the books and that we do in the game we're working on i don't know how i could make the that uh, maybe that's me but i don't know how it you know someone could feel like feel like it's a toxic environment i don't know but again that's my ignorant speaking not necessarily uh, a denial i it's i like working in person where you have to be in in a meeting in front of people and them telling you these things um i don't know it, it's I, it, i'm just i'm just asking quite like the whole thing i just want i'm just asking questions and like i said i'm not taking i'm not taking i'm not trying to belittle that situation at all not at all so I, I really don't want people to take anything that i said even earlier or right now out of context or that i do not have the compassion because 100 i do because i treat my workers better than anybody else and people will tell you that across the board i am that guy that you can always go to come see me whatever and i will Bend over backwards, get my hands dirty, do whatever to help you out. Pause. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> no kidding, right? Even if the dishwasher's got a problem, I'll be in there with a with a with a with a dress. If I'm not cooking, I'll be there in a dress shirt with my head inside the machine fixing it for the guy. And I'll be like, here, let me show you how to do this in case it happens again. Nobody else does things like that. But anyway, the thing is, I'm asking questions because it just seems like people throw these things out there, and then you don't get the details. And then that's the, that's where I'm like, what what exactly is happening here? If you want me to support you and believe 100% and be behind you, then I need to know. I can't just, I don't just read a headline. You, you see, you know, that's a danger these days. And you guys all know this. Everybody in the chat knows this. Everybody in the panel knows this. That a lot of people react to a headline and don't read the damn article. Right? It, it's definitely see, true. And you know what I'm yeah. saying? And the problem, and that's my problem. I am a critical thinker. So I I look at the headline and go, what the hell is this all about? Isn't that weird? I go and read the damn article instead of just going in the comment section. And then you always get the one guy who comes in the comment and goes, you didn't read the article, did you? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, right? Well, listen, so let, let me, let me throw one, one, let me throw one, one aspect of this uh, at you guys. And, and I, I completely see and agree with both, both all the avenues that you guys are approaching this with. The only place that I would go here with this is, like, 
and he's not the only one. There have been many, many a uh, founder that came out with a great idea. Uh, what's his name? Palmer Lucky comes to mind. The dude who basically created the Oculus, right? There are people who create wonderful things. Then you want them to shut their he- the mouth, their mouth, and go away and go into the lab and continue creating instead of speaking to human people, right? Because there are many people who know how to create but not necessarily communicate effectively with other humans at a human level because they're probably either that smart that they lose something in the human communication realm or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. It seems to me, and, and, and to your point, Mag, it's the pendulum has swung in such a weird way mm. that you look at someone wrong and you're looking at a lawsuit, right? That's yep. the world we live in today. That is not to, Yeah, that is not to be discounted, right? So... If you are a person who has come up with, if you are a founder status guy, right, isn't it in your best interest to be a bit more thoughtful in your approach, knowing 100%. that you live in this pendulum swung this way kind of world, right? Masaki, we all live in Yeah, no, no, 100%. And I'm not disingenuous 100%. when yeah. I do act like that. I'm not doing it because I'm afraid that, that someone's going to be whatever. Oh, no, That's of course my not. character as a You person. just have to read I... the room. That's all there is. Yeah. Read the room. But... Where, wherever room you happen to be in, understand that, especially if you're the boss, right? Some days you, you're in the trenches with the rest of your crew like you're one of the gang, but at the end of the day, you're the boss, right? So anybody hey, else can hey, say hey. something ridiculous and get away with it. You say something, it might be misconstrued as something else because you right. control HR. And Kay, to your to your point, mm. I wonder, right? Like I have to question the leadership of anyone who was dumb enough to get caught in an official channel saying something exactly. that ridiculous. That is hubris. Like well, look I, at it, it, this it, dude, look at his look at how many times you've heard him in a news story. It's always apologizing for saying something stupid. Yes. It's not apologizing for saying something stupid. It always starts middle ends with he him has, saying he something. He suffers stupid. from foot and mouth disease. You know, he always does. Yeah. So because of that, is, you know. Before we say, should we shut down the studio or should uh, private division can the project, should that guy be at the top, I think is the first Well, he's the founder of the studio, so I I, I yeah. don't know how you remove this him. This is one of those Palmer Lucky, Zuckerberg type situations. Yeah, he's, you know. he's the founder of the studio, so I don't know. I could tell you yeah. this right now. Uh, and it's not a publicly the... traded company, right. so they, they don't have board members that can oust him, none of that right. stuff. And yeah. Also, and from what we understand, they are now luring in new talent with big upfront bonuses, trying to get people to work for the company after this was out there. This was a part of the report. But listen, we got to move on, folks. We're uh, one hour and two minutes into the, sto- into the podcast. Uh, I know that we have uh, well over 200 people here. I, I mean, I, if, if you're not, if folks, if you're not getting uh, your uh, notifications, because I know a lot of people coming in late, man, let, let YouTube know, because I've already tried to do that. And, you know, 10K, you think that you would be put into some sort of a, a higher, uh, you know, listening channel. No, they, they could care less as long as they get that 30 percent. Uh, and it's very unfortunate because it, it seems like the notifications are not going out once again. But. I do want to move on. Now, we, this is a bit of a double topic, uh, and I see people talking about it in the chat, and trust me, we are not going to shy away from talking about a new studio joining PlayStation or Sony Interactive Entertainment. They announced today that they have acquired Jade Raymond's new studio, 
that was uh, announced uh, to be working exclusively with PlayStation. Her studio is called Haven. And um, from what we understand, there are currently about 60 developers there. And if you if you don't know who Jade Raymond is, she is the veteran producer behind Assassin's Creed and most recently EA Motive Studio before uh, she left uh, that position to go to Stadia. Where of obviously we know what state what happened with Stadia, and they decided to close their internal games development team, and she left, and along with five co-founders of Haven, um, started uh, the the studio, and and that studio has now become a part of PlayStation Studios, uh, and uh, you know I mean it, it's 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 a it's a great get for PlayStation uh, overall. Jade Raymond is an incredible talent within the industry. But what is, and we're going to, you know, we'll get everyone, all the panel's opinion about what this means. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk within the community. How come Sony is allowed to buy up all these studios when Microsoft seems to be fisticuffed, if you will, with this deal, this near $70 billion deal uh, with Activision Blizzard? And I think that the the reason why it is, is it's, it's, it's really comparing apples to bananas. Uh, you know, I, yes, $3.6 billion for Bungie is a lot of money. And they did buy five studios last year. This would be the seventh studio acquisition within 18 months for SIE. Uh, and when you look overall at the, you know, we, we don't have the price. I, I According to VGC, where I pulled this article, there is no price on how much that studio was purchased for. But uh, we, do, we do know that it's, it's confirmed. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this, this announcement, you know, again, it's just, you know, regular Monday, it's, it's, it's a big announcement for PlayStation. And I'm very excited to see what Jade Raymond and her team does bring as exclusive content to PS5 moving forward. We're starting to wonder whether or not this is a smokescreen and we bring up Gran Turismo seven, because as of tonight's show, thanks to mag, uh, it is currently, uh, noted that PlayStation, uh, their latest game known as Gran Turismo 7, has the lowest Metascore user, a Metacritic score in the history of the 27 years that they have been available to rate games. I had the story from VGC at 2.5. Well, I was informed by Mag that has now dropped to 1.9. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. Now, I know that there's going to be people in the chat to say, well, just a second, boom. That could be just a bunch of X-Bots looking to dump on this, on this game. And I beg to differ because I think a lot of the criticism is from their own fans. And there's, and there's right for the criticism. Now, I want to bring in Wandering Dutch first because, Dutch, you dropped uh, a particular YouTuber who has nearly seven. 100,000 subscribers. He is known as one of the premier racing dudes on the content creation circuit. And he had a lot to say about what's going on regarding microtransactions. So Dutch, why don't you do me a favor, brother, take it away. And please, by all means, read the tweet from this content creator. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm definitely unmuted here, aren't I? Yes. No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um yeah so it's obviously what we've seen it since since launch they 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 didn't announce the the microtransactions until it went live then it went live and obviously the microtransactions were way over the top 
um, cars that were four dollars and now forty dollars, um, and and so on and so forth. Um, now, obviously, over recent days, they've had uh, massive downtime. Um, almost, I think it was two days. Almost, it was like forty-eight hours or something ridiculous. Um, downtime, um, at which point they, um, of course, brought the the servers back up again. Um, and there was a number of changes that took effect. Um, one of them was the fact that they had reduced the amount of credits um, you can actually earn for the vast majority of races and only up the credits on uh, two um, major races, uh, long distance endurance races. Um, the rest of them had come down in earnings um, and uh, also reduced the earnings on uh, what you would class as custom races. So you can't grind a certain track over and over again in order to get it or grind a certain track for a certain amount of laps in order to get a lot of cash. Um, so they've reduced that. Um, but then also on top of that, introduced to 18 million credit cars. Um, and this is where um, Don Juan Song's tweet comes into play. And he's he's non-biased. He just loves racing games across the board. Um, this guy creates absolutely amazing content, whether that's on GT, on Dirt, on Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon, uh, Drive Club, whatever the, the racing sim is, he plays them all um, and makes awesome content for them all. Um, but his tweet specifically states here, and this is why we're, we're kind of getting into it a little bit more as well, um, is Gran Turismo 7, what on earth are you smoking? Uh, you've got absolutely uh, you've got absolutely hounded online for reducing race earnings, and you decided to bring two cars worth 18 million credits each. That equates to 288 pounds worth of microtransactions or completing the best race 663 times WTF. I'll put it into another perspective. For the same price it would cost to buy these two cars with GT7 and microtransactions, I could buy an Xbox Series S and Game Pass Ultimate and still have change left over. Wow. Yeah. Next one after that followed up. Um, um, the prices wouldn't be a problem if, let's say, we didn't have to repeat the same race 600 times. You desperately need to fix your in-game economy. Um, there was another comment as well underneath that stated um, something along those lines, essentially very similar because I commented on it as well. Um, but another guy kind of mentioned that also includes the fact that you need to be that particular 600 times requires you to be first place. And that also ensures that you are also getting the 50% clean racing bonus as well. Wow. Um, so it's, I basically it's in physically impossible unless you're literally playing nothing other than that. The game has turned into an absolute grind unless you spend money on it. Um, it's essentially gearing you to spend money on it because you're going to be spending the best part of, like like you mentioned there, 663 races to unlock one legendary car. That's obscene. There is no other way to do it other than buy it or race 600 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's got the time? It, it's, it's, it, you know, it's funny. You, you, you're laughing but this is this is a sad reality of a game that what and here's the thing, you know, if you could you imagine and I asked this, I get I get the rest of the panel's opinion on this. Could you imagine if you are a reviewer for one of these big publications? I'm talking about Game Rant, uh, you know, pick, pick your favorite place and yeah. you gave this game a 10. Could you imagine 
if you are sitting uh, at home seeing this ridiculousness see me if, if because i'm honest and i don't play the console war i give it to microsoft the same way i give it to sony and nintendo it's across the board we don't like using negativity on this show we're, we're all about positivity but when there's something negative we have to address it i would go back and i would i would deduct points and i would be you know like edit I want to add to that as well, because one thing that people didn't know, and of course it hasn't an, an always online DRM um, thing built into it, but I don't think anybody realized just the severity of it. it's always online. So unlike Forza Horizon, where it has an offline mode, and if you're offline, you can still play. You can still do the races. You can still enjoy everything the game has to offer other than online cooperative gameplay or playing online and driver tours and all that malarkey. This, however, when it went offline, it was nigh on unplayable. Yeah. So when it was happening, it's downtime. There was only a couple of handful of races you could actually do. And other than that, nothing, nothing could be done. The always on the always online DRM had literally made the game unplayable. So it was useless for people that were trying to play it. That's why people were complaining so much. And then when they come back online, you've got this nonsense. Like I don't understand why where where they they got the audacity to put these levels of microtransactions in for the game in the first place. And secondarily, then on the backlash of the microtransactions, decide, you know what it is? We're going to reduce the amount of earnings you can have as well, just to force you to have to pay this if you don't have the time to put in the 600 races. I'm still baffled by the sheer volume you've got to get to unlock a legendary car. Now, if you go into the store and have a look at any other legendary car, even if you're half in that for a, for a, a, a car worth half that value, so i.e. a top-tier Ferrari or something like that, worth about $7 million, you're still looking at 300 races of the highest-earning race in the game. It's not just any race. It's the top race, the highest-earning race in the game that you have to do 600 times. It's obscene. It's just it's just baffling. I, I, I just don't. If that is what we've got to, to are you to playing expect, other people? Either? No, that's just that's just regular arcade. That's just the the career. Mm. Wow, that's, that's interesting. A, yeah, that's just the career. That's and that's bonkers. Having to do the and it's not just that you can do every race six like and many and change it up. That's based on the biggest earning race, i.e., the same race six hundred times because that earns the most. If you do every other one, you're not going to get there quick enough. It it just you know what's belief. interesting. I'm I'm go I went back to Gran Turismo, uh, you know, to their official Twitter account uh, to see, you know, regarding the extended server maintenance, which which they had. Do you know that they did not offer players anything? I'm I'm looking to see I if didn't there was even like announce it beforehand. Or afterwards, or even even during its downtime, they didn't apologize. They didn't say, nope. sorry, this is taking longer than usual. Sorry, this is like we've come across some error. Apparently, it was just a normal technical error, and they, they had come across some issues during it. But at no point over that 48 hours did they say anything about that or apologize. It's greatness, guys. Come on. Yeah. It's greatness. <laughs> it, it, it is greatness. But listen, let's, uh, let, let's Great bring in Chris. Greatness B. ain't cheap. And no, greatness ain't it's cheap. It's like That's freedom. Right. It costs a buck on five. <laughs> yeah. well, crispy, let's let's bring you in on and, the conversation. And Mag, I blame Canada. 
Oh, oh please do. Oh, please do. Oh, man. <laughs> Crispy, uh, listen, the, the Jade Raymond story uh, is important because it's another studio that my, uh, that, uh, that I was going to say Microsoft, that, that PlayStation or SIE has added seven in the last 18 months. And like I said, they, they, they have been pushed into a corner where they could no longer sit and idly uh, sit idly by and watch places like Microsoft and like, uh, you know, some of the other uh, big, uh, you know, uh, people that are, uh, su- you know, uh, sucking up all the talent. Um, so they're, they're now getting in the business of acquisitions. And, and a lot of them have been smaller companies, but they're right for PlayStation. I think that the Jade Raymond one is a good one for them. There's no doubt about it, though. I find it very suspicious that when instead of addressing the elephant in the room as Gran Turismo 7, uh, they don't seem to want to talk about it. And they offered, uh, they did not offer any of their players any, uh, you know, you know, bonuses like, hey, listen, here's a free $3 million car for us being down for nearly 48 hours. Or, you know, sorry, you couldn't play the game for two days. Here's a million credits. No, they come back with two $18 million cars. And, on, and, and in the process of this update, lowered the amount of credits you were getting per race, almost forcing you to buy uh, DLC in the form of credits. Well, what are your thoughts on this? Um, let's let's uh, reverse real quick. Um, Haven Studio, uh, Jade Raymond, okay? Yeah. Are, and, and you all could fact check me, by the way. Are you surprised that the company that bankrolled the entire development of that studio is buying them. Are you surprised at all? No, because not at all. guess what? That came out and it started. And, and let's, let's bring up this point. Boom. The initiative started with Daryl Gallagher, correct? Yep. Well, guess what? That was at least uh, shown to be bankrolled by Xbox. They, they developed the studio. Guess what? Jade Raymond started out and and it was it was out there and you can go and find it that it was bankrolled by PlayStation. And yeah. all of a sudden they acquired that studio after what? Now there's an extra 30 people there. Sounds eerily familiar, if I'm not mistaken, banking on one single person. Yeah. Just saying. So when you make it a big deal, I think you need to realize that number one, she's making a games as a service game. That is number one. Yeah. Number 100%. two, number two, she already was chilling with Sony saying, Hey, we're going to do this. And maybe she did a proof of concept, something. And bam, on top of that, you know, the, the backlash that they've gotten recently between not just the women, you know, calling them out, but also, you know, Gran Turismo getting the worst score in Sony history, and it's 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 approaching for user score one of the worst in gaming history, especially in the the uh, the, the difference between the the actual score from Metacritic and the user score. It is bar none one of the worst. Even even Halo Infinite got much better, and people are a little salty that Co-op and and Forge aren't out there. So. I, I don't know, and, uh, man. Crispy. Here, here, here's something that's interesting, guys. Before uh, before you read that, let me just read the story from VGC. At this time of publishing, the PlayStation 4 and PS5 racer 
uh, has a user score of 1.9 out of 10, which appears to put it below every game in Metacritic's 27-year history of tracking games from PlayStation Studios, Sony Interactive Entertainment, SCEA, or SCCE. And, I uh, did. I one, swear one to God, note. I didn't look at that. By the way, I did. One one more note about that: uh, of the eighty-seven meta it's sitting on, that is reviewed by eight one hundred and eighty critics. That's that it's sitting at eighty-seven, right? One point nine user score, reviewed by six thousand seventy-eight people. Yeah. So that tells okay, you people so, are motivated. So hypothetically, you could knock out a thousand of just fanboyism. Okay. We can, sure. we can just knock that out. I'd even, I'd even purely... say, you know what? You know what? Take a third. Let's let, let, let's let's go high here. Still right? think about that. Let's let's okay? say that two thousand people wipe them off because they're just being fanboys. Yeah, four thousand and... plus people. That's got to say something about the game, dude. But that's the problem. You could say it's fanboys, but from people that actually love Xbox, but also are not game haters or plastic box haters, that just you know love what Xbox. Xbox gives you some superb multiplayer exclusives. You cannot play anywhere but PC, Xbox, or XCloud. That is it. And they give you superb. And at times, I've seen people just playing constantly games on their phone or something. I mean, it's getting to the point where PlayStation is dragging so far behind that you don't see them doing anything about Gran Turismo. You see them doing nothing. This is a 20-plus year. This is older than Halo, people. Older than Halo. And they can't even come damn close to trying to make it right. They are sitting there idle, just saying nothing. And they are doing nothing. And you have some people that I, I still respect on Twitter that are like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, really? Because did you play the older games? Because I'm sorry. That is not the case. And on top of that, I see zero people saying, hey, I'm playing with my buddy today. This is not Forza Horizon 5. I'm going to tell you right now, Forza Motorsport might come out this year because Xbox is like, yo, even halfway through what we wanted to do, <laughs> you about to see, bro. You about to see what's going to happen because we're just going to smash it. Dude, this is the first simulation racer in how long? Everybody think about that. First true simulation random car racer. That's what I should say. Not F1, not NASCAR. I'm talking like full random car simulation racer. And it is getting a 1.9. Yeah. Think about that. That's, and, that's saying and something. I'll tell you right now. I see a lot of PlayStation do like, yo, I purchased this and I'm mad. And you know what? If they give them that score, well, I agree with them. I'm sorry. But I ain't touching it, and you're not making me feel confident that you are going to take my $70 and give me a game that I don't have to spend a damn dime after. Because this is a Game Pass. This is not free to play. This is, hey, here you go. You buy this game. Oh, snap, I got to do all this. Or I, okay, so let's, let's spend 50 hours to try to get one car or just buy it. Yeah. I don't know. That that's that's a cash grab. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it, again and, and it's egregious. You know, I've said this before. This is not a this is not a conversation that we're just piling on the rabbit. If you're a Bugs Bunny fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is actual 
1.9 user score. And like I said, I, I, personally for me, as, as a fan of Jade Raymond, I think that is a great get for, uh, for PlayStation Studios. But this is obviously a smokescreen to move the shade away from it. And what's interesting, and I think very disappointing, is when you have people like this YouTuber who has nearly 700,000 subscribers coming out and not just doing one post, doing multiple posts, but we also have a friend of the community who is a big race. His, his whole channel is based on racing, and that's Fuzzy Belvedere. And he has been up close and personal on, on the socials talking about this, of his disappointment and disgust, to be quite honest. Kay Asante, let's bring you in on the conversation. Uh, again, big big news for PlayStation or SIE. They get a new studio. Again, it's the seventh one in the last 18 months, which is great. They obviously see that they have needs and they are addressing it. That is awesome. But I honestly believe that like we've seen many companies do in the past, they try to cover up bad news with good news. I'm not buying it. What are your thoughts on that? No, I, I do see the correlation a bit there. Uh, the timing is probably a little bit suspect. I mean, for the, the, the Haven Studios, I, I think uh, my thoughts on that are, are Jade Raymond, you know, clearly she's still got it. You know, yep. uh, people, her claim to fame used to be Assassin's Creed and, and you know, there, there was a, a narrative forming about, you know, she goes here, it doesn't work out. It hadn't worked out for her for, for a bit now, including with Stadia and a few others. So it's good that she's, you know, whatever whatever she showed them, clearly she had enough juice to where they were excited about it enough to where they 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 purchased purchased the, the the studio you know these days with the way that Microsoft is making moves in the environment it makes sense for PlayStation to see something they like and purchase it right away the days of of uh, of uh, Square Enix you know the cow the, the the milk is free so we're not paying for the cow stuff that, that those days seem to be more and more becoming over right because you never know when when. When, when the big guys, and by the big guys, I mean, you know, your Amazons, all these other people could potentially come in and, and, and you know, change your equation. They've learned that the hard way PlayStation has. So, you know, they uh, uh, will it be good for PlayStation? Will will this be a W for them ultimately? Who knows? You know, Only the time people is going to tell for sure. Yeah, time will tell the, the, the people who saw the... the 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 demo or the the vertical slice or whatever that that Jade had to show them they're the ones that know that hey we have something special here so hopefully we get to see that soon now as far as is this a smokescreen I mean just as much as you could say that as soon as the the crystal dynamic conversation came out then out of nowhere boom <laughs> uh, uh, tunic has been released on on Game Pass uh, Game and the Pass. conversation yeah. changed you know what I mean yeah. hey you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander as they say. Uh, seems similarly in tactic here you know uh we hear this stuff going on about about uh uh um, um what do you call it sie not being particularly the best place to work and, and some people having issues and you know playstation trying to dumb it down and they doubled down on it uh and then there's this uh you hear gt7 coming out and, and like we're saying it, it is reviewing where it matters with the people pretty darn badly like it really is it, it's pretty bad you know uh uh, uh, it seems like they have enjoyed that that greatness for so long that now they make decisions based on ah we'll tell them what they need we'll give them what they want and they'll be fine because we're great you know we do great things every time we do it it's great and I mean clearly 
their 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 track record precedes them, right? Because mostly they're right. They're usually great, no matter what game they release. You know, their 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 uh, hit to to miss ratio is pretty is pretty minuscule, which is a good thing, right? I'm looking at you there, All Stars, or, or whatever the hell that name name of that game was. And whether it be first or third part party, more often than not, when they assign themselves to something, or when they when they get your you know your uh, what do you call it the uh, uh, when they do the the uh, uh, the deal for for marketing rights or something like that, usually those are the games that they themselves have recognized that reaches their quote unquote PlayStation standard of quality, right? So, you know, most likely that's what they've seen with with Haven. So that's great, right? But on the same on the same token, with GT Seven, it looks like they're kind of there's a bit of hubris there. I think a little bit where. It's like we, we we are racing. We created this genre. Sure, you did with GT with, with, with Gran Turismo originally, right? Yeah. They are the standard by which uh, Forza and, and Drive Club and all these other racers Midnight come and Club, try to you meet, name it. Yeah. Right. Yes. But if you think you're Tomb Raider forever, eventually Uncharted comes and eats your lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what looks like <laughs> it's happening here. And instead of humbling yourself to re to to re re uh, capture your crown. They're going, ah, screw it. They'll pay more for our cars. You know, they'll grind longer for our races. For those I don't think the, the consumers are agreeing with you on that one. You know what I'm saying? And it's also interesting, you know, uh, actually, just Chris Brown just said it. Has anyone had paid attention to the fact that the the oldest car, the the newest car that they have in the, in, yeah. In the yeah, game? Yeah, it's 2017. 2017, which is... yeah. Wow. That little, tells little, you that that seems little, to suggest little. that they they it seems to suggest that they finished like uh, uh, adding new content to the to the game a while back and didn't update it in time in order to to be up to date with the times, you know? That's absurd. I mean, that's not to say that oh, a game is made in 2017 so you have to be bad. It could be great, you know? It, it could be great. But that is just it's it's like it's like uh, it's like watching a movie where where everybody's cell phone is that big old honking thing that you know you attach to your face. It it, it definitely points to when you were made. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it clowns you. <laughs> they definitely should have known better than to just leave it at, at that. I mean, you know, I just think it's very unfortunate because this is a storied franchise. You know, say what you will, whether you're a fan of racers or not. You know, back in the day, what were the racers or what were the games, period, that you were talking about when you talk about Gran Turismo you know, was certainly one of them. Gran Turismo yeah. and Need for was Speed was definitely part of the conversation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Need for, sure. for Speed so, was the arcade racer. I mean, yep. everybody could you could say whatnot, but yep. Need for Speed Carbon, I mean, they had the full on cinematics. Like, I played almost was, every one of those Need for Speeds. Yes. I, I've always been a wanted, Forza Horizon I mean, guy. Most myself. Wanted is still probably my favorite and the one that yes. is the best in the series. Yeah. So, so long story short, I, I just feel like PlayStation should spend a bit more time respecting the name, put some respect on you on the name of your own IP yeah, instead of dragging it through the mud, kind of like what they're doing now. It, it, the, the GT deserves to be that marquee title it always has been, right? Even the oldest ones were, which were pixely as heck, they still played with the level of quality that others just couldn't match, you know. And now it looks like instead of moving forward and pushing the boundaries like like competitors are doing instead they're going well we have all this political capital let's spend some and make some money instead which is un- kind of unfortunate in my opinion yeah no i absolutely agree mag let's get your opinion on yes, this sir. brother uh before i do let me catch up with some of the super chats uh we have uh 
We have um, Risk It for the Biscuit drops an $8 super chat and says, I've been, with, I've been in teams that excel most of my life. We almost always broke the rules and the environments. We were almost always toxic. I'm not saying it's right. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, brother. I mean, listen, again, it, it, when, you, when you got to roll up the sleeves, some people just don't understand that, you know, being a part of a team requires sacrifice. But also, we also have to take into account that abuse is not uh, the answer. And unfortunately, uh, like Kayasante had mentioned earlier, Thomas M uh, Waller has uh, found himself more times than not apologizing for his stupidity and public stupidity, no, at, 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 no less. But uh, thank you for the super chat, brother. Thank you for being here. Splendiferous drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, would you feel the same way if it was your kid, Mag? Don't even know what that means because I didn't say anything derogatory or whatever about that situation. I was asking questions as to the details of these of these you know these uh, these alleged uh, reports. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. The alleged so if I'm asking situation. details, but if you if you want me to just play uh, play the, the you know play the game and just say let's say it was, then I would expect it to be dealt with appropriately and dealt with smartly and dealt with it through HR and then of course beyond that if it doesn't get dealt with you deal with lawyers and police and you have it sorted. But I like to ask questions. Uh, by the way, someone in the chat, I don't know who it was, said they actually just read the report. It's a 40-minute read, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's, they, a, it's a very, very long read. I, very I read long the whole read. report. Again, I, I didn't include everything that was detailed because this is only a two-hour podcast. So yes. Well, apparently the majority yeah. from the guys who read it, there was a bunch of them in the chat, said they all they were reading it, and they said that the majority of the claims were harsh language. So I would like, you know what I mean? Like, how vague does it get, right? Yeah. So you have people, that's, that's why I was saying what I was saying. I don't want to drag this out again, but I'm saying when there are legitimate, uh, you know, cases of abuse, sexism, racism, and all that stuff, I fear that they will get lost in the mix for someone who got their feelings hurt. Yeah, That's and, what I was and, trying and, to say. And very well could be. Again, at this you know point, I mean? only time is going to tell. Uh, but again, uh, th that guy does not have a good track record. So that that kind of puts him in a bit oh, him. of a, no 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 yeah. he's an he's an asshole yeah Period. he, he yeah. kind of puts him in the outhouse so to speak but uh, drawn T oh no we have uh, 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 Isaac Gentry who's been a member of of the Double Barrel Gaming uh, uh, Club if you will uh, for eleven months says hello all just wanted to say thank you for the content and the positive community well listen it's our pleasure brother and thank you for supporting the channel through channel membership Jerome TJ drops a five dollars super chat and says I was expecting more from Sony on Gran Turismo Seven especially against Forza Motorsport that's coming out it's going to be a bloodbath indeed it is there's no doubt about that Forget about and Motorsport just look at Horizon Five. Yeah, I mean, just it's just night and day. I know one's an arcade racer versus a simulation racer, but but by all rights, the sim should look better, and it actually doesn't. Uh, X Man, Sir X Man, drops a two dollars super chat and says seven million dollar car that would cost eighty dollars in credit for Gran Turismo. That's just ridiculous. Uh, LMNLPO drops a $5 super chat and says, I agree. This Sony purchase news is definitely trying to cover up the Godfall Ultimate coming to Xbox Game Pass, which was announced. <laughs> which, again, remember, that was an exclusive that could only run on yeah. the PlayStation and well, it's coming to Game Pass. That's so there it. you go. Now it's going to run on a VCR. Look at yeah, that. And, yeah, and there you go. Uh, and Sir X-Man drops an additional $2 super chat. And thank you for the generosity, brother. He says, what if Xbox gives Forza for 
free, no game pass. Yeah, that's not going to oh, happen. Like, but um, no, you know, I don't you, know. I but, mean, listen, I, why, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure they're going microtransact. To- you can get away with it if it's free to play. I'm just saying. I mean, that's yeah. what they're doing with with Halo. I mean, it's true. It, he's he's definitely onto something for sure. I, I I don't think it would be free to play. I think that they, that they spent a lot of money on the new engine and everything. So again, yeah, all, probably because because of licensed cars and whatnot. Yeah, it's licensed music and cars. To, There's a lot of yeah. cost that goes into it. Uh, yeah. versus you know they're gonna they're gonna sell the the game. People are gonna buy it. But uh, let's let's get uh, Everborn Saga in on the conversation. Everborn, what 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 are your thoughts on the the, the studio acquisition? by SIE and more importantly what are your thoughts on the 1.9 user score for Gran Turismo All right so uh, a couple of things and I'm mesmerized with this gameplay and that sword that Yeah I was, I was about to man. say yo your mimic is taking out fools left and right like this Where did he even get a mimic? you know what it is he's actually not a mimic I can walk that, you through that, it. that what crazy, who he please. is is banished knight oleg he is okay. op ridiculous Damn, he just took one shot and it was one half of his entire enemy's like he, this is what it, I say. When, when when me and my mimic get our hands on you, I saw <laughs> your footage, Everborn. I was like, where do you even get it? But anyways, that's, that's we a story can't turn this to the Elden Ring podcast. No, here we as go soon again. As you bring up Elden Ring, yeah. It goes left. So I, I won't. I'll answer you that in in the DM. Love. Okay. Thank you. So. Um, couple of things. I. I. You know. Boom. We spoke on the phone earlier, and I said, look. A perfect time when there's all of this GT7 controversy is to announce this uh, Haven Studios, which we all expected, right? When it was first announced that they were working, uh, they were forming a new studio, Was they were working exclusively with Sony. We, we even talked about it here on PTG. Will this lead to an acquisition? And it has. And there's questions that people have. Well, how can Sony do this while they're still trying to do the 36 billion dollar acquisition of Bungie and there are certain rules with the 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 FTC you only have to consult them if the deal is greater than 100 million dollars now a 60 person studio that doesn't have uh any released games under their belt i think maybe you could scoop them for less than 100 million and maybe that's the reason you can see uh an acquisition of a smaller studio right next to the big uh the big bungee acquisition that requires some uh, review from, you know, the different DOJ, FTC, whoever. So that's why it's happening. It's not like uh, Sony uh, gets a pass and Microsoft doesn't. They're dealing with different, this it's different scales of magnitude, right? So that's, that's that thing. And I do think this is probably a deal that was done a while ago and they were just sort of saving it for when they had a bad news week. Or, or when they wanted to, you know, drop the hammer narrative-wise. But uh, I guess the bad news week came first, and now, you know, nobody but us is talking about GT7. Now, um, as to GT7, I think, um, look, I, I've been, I've been. Uh, <laughs> people think that I'm joking, but I'm not. I don't care about the pricing, and I'm, I'll tell you why. They said they got it right? This is the crowd. And we're watching them right now defending the pricing on, 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 on these things. I'm, 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 you know, I'm in the Twitter streets, right? You know, I'm in the spaces and things. But we're watching uh, a lot of these fans saying, you know, 
Um, it's not as bad as you think. And people were saying that whole law was spreading misinformation earlier today. Uh, you know, people, people are, um, because they have a predisposition of what sort of a platform or brand that they prefer, uh, they're using that as their guiding principle. So, uh, the same people that said support the devs and that are making excuses for these prices now, if Sony is going to charge you or any company, let me not specifically list this as Sony, but any company is going to charge you what you will pay, right? And there's this big discussion right now about, you know, on top of the GT7 thing, there's a big $70 games are back in the discourse again, right? And a bunch of people are just defending that, you know, $70 is, you know, uh, it's fine. Um, if you don't like it, don't buy it. And people are saying these microtransactions aren't that bad. And I say, uh, if you if if they're fine with it and if their customers are spending that kind of money, let them take all their money. They have these $4,000 PCs. They're telling you the pricing is fine. So those are their customers that they're going after. And I say charge them all the money in the world. Oh, Why? man. Because Everborn. they got it. You right? are you are being very, I mean, let's be honest. That's the damn truth. Like if they want to pay for it. <laughs> You, you, you're gonna pay for it um that's that's where i'm i'm kind of like off put at this point dude like think about it we have gotten trash for games that literally you could have already in your library because you have game pass or you could just download and guess what you get to play halo multiplayer and people are just trashing this for 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 having microtransactions that give you zero advantage, by the way. A lot of people don't realize that. You can right. And zero. And, 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 and that's what what it what it what what did they say, right? They they said uh gaming is an expensive hobby. Okay, well, spend your money. I'm not buying that. You're not selling me a $50 car in, in GT7, but they said they got it, so let them buy it and charge them more. And here's the larger issue here right? Because a lot of people are turning this conversation and they're trying to conflate this with sort of, uh, you know, virtue signaling or council warring. Here's the problem with this. And I think it's of a, it's, it's of the same, um, it's, it's of a piece or, uh, with the $70 games discussion, right? It is that companies will charge what they, what they can get away with. Right. So when half of us, not because we think the price is fair, but because we our guiding principle is not what's fair. It's what the company I like is doing. Half of us are doing that. That sends the signal to all of these companies, not just Sony, not just Microsoft, EA, everybody um, that sends the signal that, yes, we can charge them. We can raise the price on games. We can nickel and dime them with microtransactions. Yes, we can do that. You know why? Because they're not complaining and they're saying they're happy for it. And if you notice, right, when we get together as a community in one accord about some uh, BS uh, economics, it gets fixed post haste. Right. It's, 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 it's addressed right away. What happened with the Horizon upgrade? Right? What happened with the $10 Xbox Live increase? What happened with the PSP store? 
Now we, right? we, we, we all went when, to on social media and we took we took the companies to task. That's what mm-hmm. happens when we get together instead of fighting each other over what's honestly. I, I, I already used my one curse today, so it's BS, right? When we are when we when we speak in one accord, these companies listen, but we would rather fight with each other. And so now we have these higher prices. So that's what they want to pay. I don't have any sympathy for him. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm not paying it. You're not going to get me. And one other thing, I think that um, uh, on the flip side of this, just to be devil's advocate, right? All the people that um, were, and it, it, this is funny too. So this is a double-edged uh, um, devil's advocate, right? If I told people, don't worry about the halo progression, even though everybody complained about that and it was fixed, because again, people got together. uh, But if I tell you, don't worry about $18 cat ears because you don't need them in halo, it's it's hard for me to turn around and tell you, uh, you should be worried about um, car pricing in GT7. And the flip side of that is the same people that are defending these microtransactions right now for GT7 are the same people that were happy because it was Microsoft to say, oh, the progression system sucks and they're nickel and diming you with uh, the purchases in Halo Infinite. But that only goes to show you that a lot of the discourse is not really about what it's about. It's about people looking for any opportunity to take who they view as the competition down a peg, right? So, uh, and, and just wrapping up my thoughts on this, charge them more. I want to see a $500 car. That's oh, what I want to wow. see. Because I mean, <laughs> they said they got it. I, I, right? I, I can't I can't argue oh with that, but we God. do have some breaking news that we're going to we're gonna add a third topic Audible, baby. 15 minutes of the show. This is breaking news. This comes way of Dinah Bass. Dina Bass. Dina Bass. Yeah, Dina Bass. Uh, thank you. She works at Bloomberg News Tech. She is a reporter. Uh, she is the Seattle Bureau Chief uh, there, and she is reporting that um the, some new information regarding the Microsoft and Activision situation. Uh, well, according to her, and her report was only about uh, two hours ago, uh, both Microsoft and Activision have received a request from the FTC for additional information about their deal. According to the Activision filing, their request or that request opens an in-depth antitrust review of the acquisition. And she says in, in quotes, to be clear, this was expected. It is a huge deal, but she then follows. Hey, hey, uh, boom. This is what, if you're if you follow Hogue law, this is what he talked about when he said, it's going to get a second look. It's going to get a second look, correct? And 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 this what's interesting is she she does uh, reply to several people that were asking big questions. She says to clarify because my use of synonyms here was confusing to some. It was expected that the FTC would open an an in depth review because Microsoft's acquisition of Activision is is for sixty nine billion dollars. It is a huge deal, meaning the the acquisition. 
alone is very mandates large. that they take a second look at it. The yeah. money alone mandates that. Yeah. That is correct. So let's get everyone's opinion. But I want to go to Mag first on this uh, yeah. because he, obviously he's got to bounce at nine o'clock, and I don't want to hold him up because yeah, no he does worries. have an important call. Mag, we uh, Hoglaw, who's a friend of this program, friend mm-hmm. of this community, uh, and who's been on my show in the last couple of weeks, uh, I think two times. I'm going to see if I can get him to come back and talk about this specifically this Friday on Breakfast with Boom, where Crispy Bomb is a panel member, and I'm looking to get his take on it. Do, for you, looking at this deal, does are you concerned that this deal doesn't get done? No, no, I'm not. This is going through the mo- – first of all, they, they want this to happen. It's going to happen. The thing is, at the end of the day, Microsoft has an army of lawyers. Now, I'm, I, I am not a lawyer, okay? I'm definitely not Hoaglaw. He would know in much more detail than I could, but I could do broad strokes when it comes to this stuff. Now, the thing is, they've got an army of lawyers. That army of lawyers obviously – spoke to them, had meetings with them, you know, did everything, had many powwows about this situation. They are not going to allow this to move forward or even the intentions of moving forward unless they knew that almost 100%, if not 100% guaranteed that this was going to happen. Otherwise, they wouldn't waste their time. They wouldn't announce it to the public. That's the other thing, right? If they knew that there was even an inkling that this wasn't going to happen, they wouldn't have even told us. How many deals behind the scenes do you think were canceled that we never even knew about? Right. Uh, we will hear about them later down the road. Like the fact that what was it? Um, uh, Microsoft was trying to buy Nintendo at one point, like way back when, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, side note, if anybody's uh, cares to know, I found out that Sega was actually started by two Americans, just so everybody knows. I had no idea that, that about that. But anyways, that's a whole side story. Anyways, back to the topic at hand. This is going to go through, boo. Okay, it's going to go through, but just like yeah, Asante General said, Spartan uh, believes, and I and, and we were talking both with Kaysante and mm-hmm. Everborn, which I do on a daily basis, that we believe that uh, this deal will be done by year's end, and it's pretty interesting, Mag, that they're already asking for the second look. Like normally, I don't this, think yeah, this second look that they're asking for came rather quickly. I think that this deal is going to be done before summer. I think it'll Whoa. be done by June. Whoa, um, okay. I, I don't think it's going to take that long. I don't think it's going to take the end of next year, end of this year to, to, to make it happen. They're already taking the second look now. They are fast-tracking it. They are moving it. Okay? They probably got other fish to fry. Let's be let's be honest, right? But, like Asante said... You know, you know why as well, though? If you have a yes. think about it, in terms of the economy and the way things are going at the moment, in terms of ruling out Russia from a lot of things at the moment... Goddamn right. They, Solidify... Yep, yep, that's that's another angle I never thought of, uh, Dutch. And you know the thing is, solidify your base, okay? Build your foundation. Start, you know, uh, start bringing the economy up from the inside because you're going to need grease to. the palms exactly, and stay out of the international <laughs> space right now because right now what's going on in some parts of the world, not all obviously, but some parts of the world are not, you know. Uh, anyways, the thing is what Asante was saying, 69.5 or whatever, 69 plus billion dollars, that demands a second look, okay? And that demands it to be done quickly, and I don't think they're going to drag their feet on this. I think they're going to move this through, and they're going to keep it going. So I don't know. And it, like, there's two reasons. You know, uh, like Dutch brought it up about the whole, you know, the whole situation, which what's going on over in the in that certain – I don't even know if you're allowed to say it. Some people get stricken for it. So I'll just say you know what's going on over there. And uh, there's that. And at the same time, let's not forget that we're just coming out of a pandemic, which is not over, by the way. But, I mean, at least – in our minds, we think it's over, which is great. But the thing is that pandemic has ravaged every industry. Well, mind you, not so much the gaming industry, but it does a lot, okay? And so you know what? 
get things moving, get this economy going, get these people in there, get the jobs going, get the studios built, get them working, get them paying taxes, get them get the government to get more money from these people. And the only way to do that is to get their asses working and get the, you know, and then consolidate it with a company that is, let's face it, already practically working with the government to begin with when it comes yeah. to all of their military tech and everything mm -hmm. else that's going on over there. So I, I think by June, I think by June or July, this deal is done. Anyways, I don't have much of a dog in this fight because uh, this is kind of breaking and didn't have much time to really sit and think about it. But I would say June or July, it's done. If they're already doing a second look now and it's only March. I think yeah. it's going to be a nice Christmas present. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm thinking I'm thinking fall because summer would be would be very quick. But but again, I think you're on to something there. there are, you know, Microsoft does have the biggest uh, military government contract that was approved last year in the history of the uh, of the military so we know that they are working with them they're big donors on both ends both the democratic party and and uh, got friends in high party. places boom they do they absolutely you know, do let's face it. um so you know what let's bring in Kay Asante on the conversation and i'll bring everborn in and we'll we'll round it out and then we'll get everyone out of here where, where do you do you have any fears that this deal doesn't get done because of this second look i mean are there are there are there is there a p potential that this deal won't get done? That potential is always there. But right. this specific this specific piece of news leading to that? No way, because this was expected, right? Yeah. If, if they're talking about playing with almost $80 billion in purchase uh, of one company to another, and nobody does anything, nobody does a second look, nobody, nobody wants to turn the pages uh, on, the, uh, on the logistics even once, that's when you should be worried, right? They, they, uh, right now, the FTC, because of various reasons in the past and all that, are trying to show that they're an entity that still exists, that they're there for a reason, then you should be afraid of them. They're, they have teeth. They're not a rubber stamper because they were accused of being kind of a rubber stamper before, right? So, and all that works against Microsoft's, you know, uh, potentials in, in, this, in this specific situation because let us be all, all, all real. The FTC does not care so much about gaming, right? Yeah, they're here to make sure that the even the even playing field are upheld. And by and large, anyone, all the 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 the, the folks who spend time uh, um, reading the tea leaves, as far as the FTC and as far as the Justice Department, as far as all of these uh, uh, regulatory bodies, everyone that has paid attention to this says, "Oh, this is not going to be a big deal. It's not not a big deal at all. Eventually, it'll it'll be fine." It's just we are in the world of grandstanding, right? We're in the world where they have to show that, hey, we're not as ridiculous as they used to be. We're not going to allow anybody to just, you know, rubber stamp things and move forward. So even situations that would go through smoothly still have to stop and get a little bit of attention just to say, hey, see, we're doing our job, right? And what is this? This is not just any old thing. This is like freaking 70, almost $80 billion changing hands, right? Only once in history has uh, has well in recent history has has such a, an amount happened and, and not in full cash either, right? So yeah. 
if they didn't do anything about it at all, if they just went, yeah, sure, keep it moving, it'd be like, what do you guys do over there? Like, there has to be some work that's done in there. You guys must have, you must, you know, cross the T's and dot the I, and dot the I's <laughs> a little bit, make sure everything's is good. At least they need to make it look that way. They need to make yeah, it look exactly, exactly right. <laughs> exactly, they look need like to look like, hey, look at us. You know, you 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 said that in during prior prior administrations, we were just you know sitting here letting the fat cats get fatter now look at us actively working look at us working look at us and hey look it's a it's 70 almost 80 billion dollars we're gonna take a very close look at that is that gonna make any difference i seriously doubt it like seriously hey, hey, hey mag you know when i used yes. to work as a in a in, in a restaurant i worked in tgi fridays for a few years mm-hmm. when i was a kid whenever the manager would come around and we wanted to look like we were working we would just ru- like wipe Walk the fast. same spot over and over again, like yep. uh, wax off, wax off. We, we did the same thing, too. Just walk fast, and it makes you look like you're going somewhere. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Like Everborn, ever now that you're, that you're, that you're, you know, you're speaking, I want to bring this to your attention. Um, you know, Big Bad Mo in the chat is uh, says something, but I, I think he's speaking for the community at large because there are a lot of people that feel this way. And he says, but it's cool for everyone else around them to be buying stuff up. And I, I, and you know, and again, you and I, we've talked about this, this folks, listen, you know, we haven't had a chance to really get deep into this because obviously it's, it's speculation. And I don't want to speak for Microsoft because there is, you know, 2.7 or 2.71 trillion dollar company. And I'm just a podcast with 10 K, right? So I can't speak for Microsoft. But Let's I can't down say, talk that 10K though. 10K boom is, is a big deal. I, right. I do appreciate that. But but to be honest, there, uh, Everborn Saga, you know, we you and I both believe in our hearts that this fell this 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 Activision Blizzard deal fell out of the air. And in and doing so really kind of effed up what they had planned to do i think this is one of those deals that they could not say no to and they are going to do it and i think a lot of their big deals like potentially bringing in a sobo and bringing in uh, io and avalanche and crystal d and maybe even buying up the tomb raider ip uh have all been put to the back what's that you forgot wb sega no Okay, thanks. There you go. So there you go. But I mean, what what do you say to the Xbox fans who feel that Sony has been able to buy up seven studios, one of which cost them $3.6 billion, and that's seven studios in 18 months, right? They continue to add studios, and no one even flicks a nose at them. I, I still I'm on the understanding that it is six it is three point six billion versus near seventy billion. Right. So um, the thing is, I just say, take it easy. The, it these it like this thing is it's going to happen, and you just have to consign yourself to the idea that Microsoft is playing at a different league. If Microsoft continued the the uh, Obsidian and Double Fine and and uh, you know uh, Undead Labs kind of purchases, then you could have you know a new purchase every month. But that's not the game they're playing. They're playing in the big leagues. And if you're worried about uh, what whether this deal will get done by the FTC, listen. 
there's a lot of saber rattling. And like you said, Kaysante, they have to kind of make it look like they're doing something, but they do have bigger fish to fry. The thing is this. Uh, the FTC and, and Lena Khan, they, they, they really pushed back because they didn't think the, the uh, Amazon and MGM deal should close, right? And they said, we think this is going to harm consumers because this is just a big company getting bigger. And you know what Amazon said? Prove it. And they, they dared them and they said, prove that we're going to hurt customers. And they couldn't. They, could, they did not respond in time. You know why? Because the teeth aren't there to do it. So don't worry about this talk that you hear. I know it's a big deal. I know it has to get another look. But even if the even if the FTC or the DOJ wants to stop this thing, you have to prove that this would be harmful for customers. And I don't know how they could. Why? Because guess what? Uh, there's one company that is the number one company in the business, and they're the ones charging $70 and $7,768 for microtransactions, right? Yeah, and you're talking about PlayStation, and you are absolutely correct. And like if I said- the shoe fits. Yeah, right? no, if the shoe so, fits, so, certainly wear so, it. So so, so again, um, it's this is not just the FTC wakes up and says, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to pick on Microsoft. No, if you don't believe, if you didn't believe that this deal uh, should cause any issues, and a lot of people that are in the know say that, not saying it's a hundred percent guaranteed, because some of this stuff is uh, saber rattling, and we we are getting close to an election year, and they want to make it look like they are, you know, doing things. Sure, but at, at the end of the day, and by the way, boom, you don't have to run this far; you can run straight forward. Uh, it saves you like 30 seconds for each uh, shot. I'm just telling <laughs> this you. This is you called farming, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is how I got to level 151. Just but straight I, I, ahead, you could go. Anyway, so the point is, don't worry about this deal closing. And Microsoft, it is still a big deal. And you have to understand that, that like this is still, I know it's Microsoft, but it's still run by people. And it's a, and they're spending so much money. All the T's have to be dotted. And uh, I, the, well, I's have to be dotted and T's have to be crossed. (laughs) Uh, But um, they are not taking any chances. So this is not necessarily that they can't buy anyone else because there's so much money involved. This is not just Phil that's making this decision. All eyes in the company are on this. So it is get this deal done before we do anything else. This is not the FTC stopping them. This is not, uh, um, you know, public sentiment stopping them. They just need to get this deal done. So let the deal get done. I'm sure they already have. It's going to go back uh, to business uh, as usual next year. Right, right. And listen, and and to the point about this deal coming out of nowhere, it did. But at the same time, and me and Kansante talked about this, I am sure that uh, like like Agent 47, uh, Phil Spencer has a dossier on all of his targets. And when the time (laughs) is right, he will go after them. So the opportunity presented itself and Phil probably already had the deal ready because he has a deal for everybody. You know, like Batman had a kill, had a list on how to kill the entire Justice League. Yep. Think about Phil like that. I know you guys like all the Batman references. But again, to 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 to, to wrap all of this up, um, I I think don't worry about it, community. The deal has to get done. It's a it's the biggest deal the company has done in its entire history. Yeah. 
So yep. they're all hands on deck and they don't want to hear about any other acquisition. And by also, the way, also to your point, uh, Everboard, real quick, to your point, you know, they love nothing more than to, to hate on big tech. And who do they have in their crosshairs as big tech? The one they actually don't want, they want to, to, to put to take down Amazon. Yep. And even there, they weren't able to stop them. This they is what wanted I'm to it, it's because still... they're the ones that they're actually after them and Facebook. If Facebook presents themselves, it's going to be another day for them. And, but and besides Facebook question. and Amazon, they don't necessarily have any other real quote unquote big tech in mind that they consider evil. So if they if they were able to let Amazon slide, there is no way they're going to they're going to hold Microsoft up and, unless and, Microsoft is in their bad graces for doing something ridiculous, you know. And and were there any stipulations that Amazon had to keep MGM's movies only not a uh, single on one? Not, okay. not a single one. Think, I was just checking. And do yeah, you think right. now when people start talking, I mean, I know it seems a little bit presumptuous, but when people start talking about a global conflicts and stuff like that because of whatever's happening over there, do you think they're going to poke the Microsoft bear who's supplying the army, the military with training tech? Yeah, well, it, it, I, this so is not I, the time to screw around with them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I, uh, I, th I think Microsoft and uh, the and the federal government uh, can walk and chew gum at the same time. So I'm pretty, I, I think that they have it different. But to that end, uh, they have the the FTC has gone on record saying that they don't have, you know, the funding to push some of these things to. Mm -hmm. hardcore trials. And like I said, if they want to prove that this will harm customers, Microsoft has an army of lawyers and they will say, hey, prove it. Sue us. Take us to court and we'll see what the judges say. So and and do they have uh, the, the, the will and the funding to do something like that when there are more important matters than uh, video games? Exactly. Yeah, no, you're 100% right? right. But listen, I, I, as we cross the two hour mark, I do want to get Crispy Bomb and the Wandering Dutch, and we'll get everyone out of here. Crispy, what, what are your thoughts on, on what, what, what the, the, the breaking news from Bloomberg's uh, own reporter uh, regarding the second look? Are you, are you concerned at all? Um, no, actually, this happened way quicker than I thought it would. That's what I said. I said, I, th um, I think this is speeding along personally. Oh, well, I mean, I, I was one of the few those like end of the year, it's done. Um, especially with the, the conflict, that's what we'll call it, Mag, the conflict right now. Um, you have to realize that like they, we're not just talking like, you know, DOD contracts with like training people and, and you know, special ops and stuff like that using the, the hollow tech that, you know, Microsoft has at this point, you have to forget apparently, because a lot of people are forgetting that there is a two plus billion dollar contract with department of defense for cybersecurity that they lost by the way, about 10 years earlier. And then that company, which a lot of people forget about, I don't remember their damn name, but you can go look it up. They screwed it all up, and they released so much info, uh, and 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 you know misinformation or information about any Department of Defense, you know, uh, people, things like that, and and all of a sudden Microsoft got that contract back. I'm gonna tell you something right now. This is actually I, I'm with you know it probably right at the end of summer. This thing is going to be done. It is going to be done because the world. Is is going to hell right now. A lot of people feel that way. Trust me. When I when I spend seventy dollars to fill up my tank, 
the highest I've ever paid in my life. I say, what the heck is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So we spent, we you spent mean you didn't say driving is an expensive hobby? Truck, so it's ridiculous. That you, you didn't say, uh, what about the Well, I'm not going to spend $40 on a car I'll never have ever born, if that's what you're asking. But besides <laughs> the point, it, you know, you have to look at it this way. They're doing what they should do. You know, the FTC is going to do what they want. And at this point, I agree with uh, K. Asante. He said, hey, you know, they, they need to prove themselves. Well, guess what? They have to. But at the same time, they're only proving themselves in illegitimate ways. They're just like, oh, we're going to do this now. Instead of like, I, I was expecting maybe you know, June or May, you know what I'm saying? For, for this to maybe come out. So they're looking at it and they're like, no, we, we, we've already heard that we don't mess with you, but we're going to do the PR thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and give you your due diligence. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, at the end of the day, Microsoft would have never announced this unless they were fully confident with all of their lawyers. They're, they're, 100%. Their army of lawyers, as people call it, you know, to have somebody come up and say this can't happen, and then to have multiple people agree with that person. If that's the case, well, that's your worst case scenario because I think everybody was on the same page and was like, guess what? At the end of the day, this is technically for Microsoft a cash deal. Yeah. Which, yes, Activision is a publicly traded company. But at the end of the day, this is still a cash deal for Microsoft. They have bought them outright with money that is not traded, nothing. This is their bankroll. They are done. Okay. And they want this as quick as possible. And there's a few people in Microsoft that are working for the government that say, hey, we want this done. So how do we do this? How do we make it look right? You guys are ignoring the fact that they are one of the largest companies in the entire world, okay? Like, they, they can buy Sony, like, a hundred times over, it feels like, when it's all said and done. So, what do you got to say about that? Stop stop worrying about these companies. Start worrying about your own damn wallet, because I'll tell you right now, I'm worrying about mine. Yeah. No, I mean, great, great point. And uh, one, hey, Dutch, just one, you- one, one other thing to about the closing of the deal, we have to keep in mind that I, I don't, I never really thought the U.S. would be a hurdle, but you have to keep in mind they still have to get approved Ooh. a lot of other regions outside mm-hmm. of the U.S., mainly the EU. And sometimes the EU uh, is, uh, and you can speak to this uh, Dutch, they're not the easiest people to uh, deal with. So, right. but I'll let I'll let uh, <laughs> I'll let Dutch explain that part. Of it. Yeah, Dutch, why don't you close out over here, brother? As we uh, as we you know we finish uh, a three topic show, which I thought was fantastic. We opened up some serious news, and we're heading up with some breaking news. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the uh, and any concerns on the deal? And 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 to everyone's point, we have heard that the EU is a bit more strict when it comes to these big uh, acquisitions and mergers. They, they are usually, I, I would say again, I think we're in unusual circumstances right now with regards one particular market being entirely shut off um, from world trade. Um, it isn't just a small market, it's a very large market. So um, 
any kind of deal that would enhance European and international trade outside of Eastern Europe um, would would pretty much, I would say, get an additional bonus, should we say, a bonus exemption on this front, um, just to ensure that it kind of goes through and, and provides more economic um, certainties for both Europe and uh, and the US. Um, so I, there's no concerns on my end, to be honest. It's it is what needs to be done for a deal of this size. It is one of the largest transactions ever within not just gaming, just in general. It is one of the largest transactions, full stop. So, of course, the, the people are going to scrutinize it in detail. I would expect them to. It's not just going to be one of these things that just just goes through with a blink of an eye and they just go, yeah, that's fine. There's nothing at all we need to look into, even though you've the all said and done prices over $75 billion. Um, no, that's that's obviously not the case. Um, so they're going they're going to go into it with a fine tooth comb. Um, when it's all said and done, they'll they'll say there isn't uh, kind of trust issues there. Um, in in terms of where it's trading, how it's trading, um, where things are sold, not sold, etc. It's yeah, it's going to be fine. There's no, I don't see it as going to be a problem at all. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with everybody on on the panel, and I have a full full opinion that we are going to see this deal done. I, I, I again, some people think summer, which is, would be fantastic. Uh, I think it's going to happen uh, in the fall towards the end of the year. And then as soon as this deal is done, you'll see Microsoft do their, Hey, get to know blizzard. And, you know, Mike Yabara might come out, you know, and obviously he's still with blizzard. He is, you know, he's a big, big wig over there and he'll be working for, with Microsoft once again. Um, and uh, we'll see and the Uncle new head Phil will throw out Bobby K. Like, yeah, uh, well, that he's he's Uncle gone, Phil isn't that about it? Yeah, he's uh, he's gone before this before the, the deal's <laughs> even officially announced, and uh, they'll they'll walk out the new face, uh, that's going to change the company for Activision. You know, their culture is going to become a Microsoft culture, which is considered to be the best place in the world to work. But listen, ladies and gentlemen. That is our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We had almost 300 people here today. A little light, but I think that has a lot to do with uh, with the notifications not going out. Um, if you are new to the channel, let's say you just found it, I would ask that you consider subscribing. If you are enjoying the content uh, and you are already subscribed, I would ask that you hit the like button on your way out. Uh, those likes and subs do help the channel grow. We are closing in on 10.4K. Um, I would love to hit 11,000 by the end of the year. I would even love to say, I'd love to say 12,000, but you know what? At this point, we hit 10K this year. It was a big goal for me and Mrs. Boom, and we did it thanks to you. But let's get to the outros. And we'll start first with our guest, Crispy Bomb. By all means, brother, sell your brand. Where could people find you other than, you know, guesting on primetime gaming? And where could people reach out to you and strike up? a conversation on social media <laughs> appreciate it boom um as always gentlemen uh great conversation great back and forth the chat was uh, uh well informed and at least uh if they weren't they they looked it up and said hey it's not that bad actually makes sense so at Kristen bomb on twitter chris bomb 28 xbox live find me tomorrow night 7 p.m the retro renegades we got uh apparently i'm doing an interview wednesday with uh web dave you know nice also known as outbreak podcast so nice look for that i'm not sure if it's going to come out later or whatever but uh ready to do that then we got thursday 8 p.m the next podcast and of course 
Breakfast of Boom, Friday, 10 a.m. So, yes, full slate for Crispy. Let's do it. Yeah, looking forward to it, brother. And, yeah, Friday's going to be a great show as well. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get to the other outros, uh, tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. The entire crew and panel will be there, and I'll make an announcement on what we're going to be talking about. But we're going to be talking, one of the big topics is the recent hiring spree going on at Obsidian. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, they could be staffing up for that Fallout New Vegas 2 that we heard that they might be taking over along with Avowed and, you know, Outer Worlds 2. And also this Wednesday, folks, at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the new episode of X Vlog Live, episode five. I'll be sitting down with uh, with the, the best hair in the business. You know him as Jeffrey Grub Grub. Jeff Grub of Venture Beat will be sitting down with me to talk about E3, specifically from Microsoft, what we can expect, and are we going to get any surprises this year? And obviously, Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this Friday morning. Uh, next up, Kayasante, brother, you guys put on one heck of a one-on-one via email, you know, that was that was a fisticuff episode this Saturday, but uh, that listen, was just brothers having a conversation. Come on, and it was man. good. It was do. a great conversation. Uh, everyone had great points. Uh, do me a favor, brother. Sell your brand. Tell everyone about the Gaming Circle podcast at 10 a.m. Saturday mornings, helping you people make our breakfast as we listen to uh, what what seems to be one of the best shows on Saturday morning. And also, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, boom. Thank you so much. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm sure most folks have heard me say it now. Uh, come join us on the Gaming Circle podcast weekends, Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself and Mr. Everborn Saga. And sometimes a, an esteemed guest get, jump on here and, and have these long form conversations. You know, we, we pick a topic and we we pick it apart for a little bit and, and see if we can find some some use for it and find some understanding in it it's always fun having those kind of conversations and last weekend was a pretty good one as well so yes i, I appreciate all those folks who have checked it out if you haven't checked it out you know you can follow it on uh, follow me on youtube uh, uh actually follow me on twitter tko asante twitter is the best place to do so because then when i post something new you'll be able to see it there are a bunch of uh, past episodes there where we've had some some interesting conversations as well so uh, I'm actually looking forward more to uh, when we will be bringing on the reel back because Mr. Everborn Saga has been on me about, about watching Batman. And I did. And now I want to talk about it. The Batman. Forgive me. I, the Batman. Because there's a I, difference between Batman and the Batman. Let's be I, clear. Yes. One is emo and the other one is yes, a real man. But uh, <laughs> it's a is, real man, he says. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the thing okay. is, ahead, uh, I think we should do it on uh thursday or friday okay look at us scheduling while we're live on the air sorry yeah, yeah why but not Let's after the halo we should do it and talk about halo mm. and the batman friday there you go okay done you've heard it here first folks we are doing on the real with halo and and the batman on friday and maybe awesome. boom will join us who knows yeah, yeah so I, I will definitely give it the old college effort i can't wait to see halo this week obviously that's yeah, gonna be yeah. big and uh but listen, Kesante, thank you for being here. As always, definitely appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, Wandering Dutch, by all means, it's super late by you, so I'm going to get you on out of here. Sell your brand. Tell everyone about what you're doing on your midweek mix-up, as well as your indie project happening later this year. Yes, yes, indeed. 
Uh, yeah, thanks again for having us, Crispy. Obviously, as always, I think you're, you're almost a second panel member again now. <laughs> awesome to have you on, brother. Um, of course, awesome to be with the our usual uh, rowdy bunch, um, as we are every Monday. Um, but yes, it's uh, awesome topics, good topics again, as usual. Um, different topics compared to some of the um, some of the other podcasts out there, which is always good. A nice fresh change of pace. Um, but you can find me as usual on uh, on Wondering Dutch on both Twitter and on YouTube. Um, of course, home of the Midweek Mixer podcast, which now has a weekend edition on Sunday um, afternoons. Um, and uh, of course, in April, we have the uh, Community Indie Showcase, uh, which I'm also looking forward to showcasing off this year again with uh, 10 awesome content creators, uh, several developers, some uh, some sneak peeks at some upcoming games that have not yet been announced um, or shown off in any way, shape or form. Um, some Probably some surprises um, and some awesome guest appearances as well. Um, and of course, that's going to be on the 23rd of April. Work is underway to get that uh, fully fleshed out and created. Um, but yes, it's going to be awesome. Uh, again, awesome show. Make sure everybody smashes that like button on the way out and share it out as well. And for those that are listening after the fact, hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much. And last but no way least, uh, Everborn Saga, by all means, talk about your product. Talk about On The Real coming back in a big way. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, man. Everborn Saga everywhere. That's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. That's the YouTube channel where you can find On The Real. But most importantly, Go to EverbornSaga.com. The whole collection is now available. Not only that, uh, if you are outside of the United States, I recommend going to Amazon.com, and the Everborn Saga is there, and it works with your Prime subscription. Just putting that out there. Um, So, but Everborn Saga everywhere. We want to bring back on the real, talk about some Halo, talk about some Batman, talk about some other things that uh, grind my gears. And uh, just uh, listen. You can find me in Elden Ring. I mean, I, I, if you invade my world, I will kill you. And I will teabag your uh, dead body as I take your runes. But uh, you could try it if, if you feel lucky. Punk. Elden Ring. Out. Yes. Well, listen, Elden Ring has stolen our soul. Level 151 or 152 as of, as of this evening. And I can't wait to get back to it. But listen, thanks again for being here. Thank you for all the super chats that came in that continue to uh, support Double Barrel Gaming. Big shout out to Elemental Peel, who not only dropped the super chat, but he became a channel member once again. Elemental Peel, thank you for supporting the channel. And of course, I'll close out the show with something, folks, that is important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. That's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, some treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. 